0: Hey, this is Claudio Castagnoli, and you're listening to the Turnbuckle Throwbacks
1: with Phil, Jay, and uh, that bonehead, Choppy. Your shows, your entertainment, and your network. This is and
2: Remember, what this network wants, this network gets. I promise you that.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening.
3: Broadcasting live from Shaolin, Staten Island. Freak Show Central.
0: Where's that? New York City
1: the recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. It's the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast on Rant EM Radio. Proud member of the Shining Wizards Network and Dark Satellite Media.
2: Well, welcome to another episode of Turnbuckle Throwbacks, hopefully everything works, if not, oh well, yeah there he is, there he goes, there he goes, there he goes, there he goes goes again, there, oh he puts the fucking belts behind him, this guy, this fucking guy, He's got a whole, look at this, look at this fucking setup. This guy got one belt behind me on my couch in my living room, and this guy's got a fucking, this guy's got a, an array of belts behind him. The belt maker.
3: My background, man. It's just the background.
2: Yeah, it's just a background, right. No, it's your fucking playroom. A little how,
3: bit of background. Yo,
2: how big is that cup of coffee, Mo? That's my twenty-four ounce, man. That's the only way to go, man. When did you first start drinking coffee? Because I don't drink coffee. I, you know, you, you know, your cousin drinks Red Bulls. I don't drink coffee. I never drink coffee. And people in EMS think I'm fucking possessed because everybody, you know, EMS and fire and 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 sanitation and we, they all drink coffee. I don't drink coffee.
3: I think I started when we used to go to bodega for mom and dad to get the coffee and the cigarettes and stuff.
2: Yeah, man. Well, this is epic. Give episode- me a buttered bagel. Give me a butter Let ba- me get a bigoting and cheese. Look, yo, I, I went on TikTok this morning because I couldn't sleep. And the Giants and Jets were having a workout and they were imitating New York accents. It was <laughs> fucking horrible. Get it out. was horrible. <laughs> but this is episode 465. I'm doing a hot tag to my family, my cousin, bro, Richie Ward. The warden, if you will, in some social circles. Um thank you for having me. and he's on the uh, what what what's the name of your podcast again? Well not your podcast. I am on the Spanning the Globe podcast. And that's on every Thursday night, correct?
3: Every Thursday night, seven central, eight Eastern on YouTube and on the worldwide wrestling belts group in Facebook.
2: And I was gonna wear my World Warrior shirt that I have, but Mike that went yeah, good thank you for wearing that for me because you know what happened? I went into my closet and the closet thing snapped off. I walked in, and half my jerseys are on the fucking floor. I was like, oh. oh so right." Man. So literally, I just grabbed everything through on a bed, but I, I was wearing my Briscoe shirt instead, though. So we'll, we'll, keep, we'll keep the tag team theme alive because, you know, the Road Warriors are my favorite tag team. The Briscoes are my current favorite tag team in the last decade, so.
3: I actually just started the—I uh, started that match because I one? like
2: to keep crisp and clean. Crisp and clean. Crisp and clean. Up to date. Yeah. That's what, that's what. Listen, man. I told you from the beginning if you're gonna do something like this, you got to do your fucking homework. And it for me, it's harder because I have like a really bad attention span with certain things. Like I really, I have like a, a, I don't want to say it's a learning disorder because I'm not a dumb person, you know that. But I feel like I, I, I can't focus on. Like I chew and I don't digest, and that's really a bad metaphor for a fat kid. But I chew. we, We all do it. But I chew and I don't like digest it, like, I'm, like, head, like, I'm fucking, like, I'm tunnel vision, and it's bad, I mean, I'm working on it, though, with, you know, with therapy and all that shit, medicine and whatnot, but sometimes I feel like a fucking half a retard, and I can't say that no more, because, uh, you know, I get, I get, they, they throw me off the air for certain things, but anyway, I think we're live on the rant, I didn't tell anybody, I don't care, because I just, uh, my cohorts aren't with us tonight, today, whenever you listen to this, uh, Jay is actually, as we speak, moving into a new home, so that's why he's not here and we don't know Choppy's Choppy and i want to thank Rob and for giving us Claudio for a drop for this new episode uh Claudio came to Queens last week or two weeks ago and he gave us a shout out so we we dropped that on a new episode this week um and right. we're going to what's that yeah right we had, listen man you know how we, you know how we do it here man I, I, i'm not i'm not like one of those guys that likes to brag and i'm not really braggadocious and I've got a nice following, but the people who follow our show and take care of us, man—between Rob, Elaine, Ron, Singh—all these dudes that you know that that get drops for us—and it's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. But what's that's more, awesome, what's man. what's more ridiculous is that fucking belt collection behind you. How no, are that's you? That's only one wall. How are you not poor, bro? How are you not poor? Thanks to layaway, bro. Layaway I have, is a big saver. I have two <laughs> belts: the one behind me and the one that you gave me for my birthday two years ago.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 working on my classic collection now.
2: I'm I'm going to bite off you and I might go your route and and get one of those glass cases and just save up and start buying a few of them cuz there's a few of the classics I really really want. Like obviously, I want the television championship. You know, that's that's first and foremost. I want that that's like my it's my baby. It's like like my favorite belt. The first time I saw Dusty with it, the first time I saw Tully with it, and then Sting had it, Muda had it, Double A on Anderson had it. There it is, right there. Dave Milliken or Reggie Parks, I think one of those one of those guys. I, we had Dave Milliken on. You should listen to that episode; it's really good. Um, How did the kids say? Say less. Yeah, pretty much. I got you. But I like the. Um, I like also the um, the eighties, the mid eighties WWF tag team titles. I like those too. You know, um, just near and dear because you know that was our era. You know what I'm saying? Oh um, yeah. And you know the the boys are the boys. I love doing a show with them, but I can do this with you, and, and you almost relate to me because we're only like a year apart in, in age. So it's like yeah, I f- I f- I feel like you. I mean, you and I grew up together, so it's like we 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 you know we watch the same matches, we 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 uh, saw the same things, play with the same toys. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it, this is a little bit a little bit bigger for me because you know me most more than most people. So it's like you know it's 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 uh, almost like. You know, we could do a whole podcast on our childhood, and, and I think people would be fucking fascinated because—and I know you moved away pretty young, but you still have an idea of what happens here and everything else, so—but the I mean, belts— the, the Yeah, but the belts are really important to me. Um— uh, I guess I am a belt mark. I guess I, I, I didn't think Steph was going to come home with that from Clearwater because that's like just ridiculous. But
3: that's one that I don't have. You're lucky.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but like, well, you you can go to the beach. I mean, it's a three hour. Well, how far is Clearwater? It's on the same coast, right? So it's an hour it's and a half. It's
3: about a three hour drive.
2: Okay, but you're on the same coast, yeah. though. It's on the east coast, right? Yeah. All right. Clearwater just on... north of me. Right. That's like near Fort. La- no, not Fort Lauderdale. You're closer to Fort Lauderdale. You're... That's like Clearwater. Danny, Danny's more closer than me. Now where's Danny now, Big Brother He's Danny? He's over in
3: the Panhandle.
2: He's in the oh, like where are fucking like right
3: on the border, Hurricane Alley.
2: Oh, that's where fucking Warren Sapp is from and all those guys. The fuck that that big Kahuni. So, what's that? What are those wrestle? What's those figures behind you? Like are they wrestling buddies or something? Those are the Ring Giants. Ring giants. The big ring giants. Yeah. 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 I had
3: to grab them. I got them in a deal. When did you start collecting I, belts? Oh Oh boy I got my first belt back in 2000 Which was the Smoking Skull The WWF version Yeah But me back then I wasn't into collecting them So it was like uh, RJ's godfather had bought it for me as a gift And not knowing too much About the belt world Of course you needed money
2: RJ's Richie's son by the way
3: I sold it And I regret it to this day
2: Wait, you sold the, the 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 skull belt? Oof! Yeah,
3: you, if I would have told you how much they're going for right now, the original. Oof.
2: You didn't get a chance to meet my friend Ray. You, you moved away about three or four years after you moved away. Uh, my buddy Ray, he's uh, I believe he's from Glendale, um, but he's a little bit older than me, so he's already in his fifties. Um, but he's got the 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 the, the, the smoking skull belt. That's his guy, you know, and he sent Michael when he was, a, when Michael was a, a baby, he sent Michael um, a Stone Cold Steve Austin, those Crunch dolls, the, the tall ones, you know, oh, look, they, that's they, awesome. they look like a uh, really bad Cabbage Patch Kids, you know, but, it's, <laughs> but like, anyway, but no, no, it did yeah, he, and um, he's got the skull belt. Yeah, it looks like that, but it's a big, it's a just a giant doll. Yeah, it looks like that, but it's a giant doll. You, like, I think
3: I have the one with a uh, Stone Cold with the smoking skull belt with the vest with the hat, and I have the hunting one. I still have it.
2: Oh, okay, yeah, I, I can't wear camouflage, man. I can't. I wore camouflage one year in high school, the like the blue camouflage, and I was like, I saw pictures of myself of, like a like a fucking fat polar bear. I was like, I am just not gonna.
3: It know... looked like you going going hunting. and People are asking you where are you going hunting.
2: I don't like. I don't understand. Like the big thing out here is is the leopard print. With the with the girls on Staten Island, like leopard print, like you remember, remember the old Jew broads in, in Queens? They used to oh my, word, God go to go to go to Mary's house and play canasta. You remember them? I for uh, for clement, save talk amongst yourselves. So now, like, that's big out here, right? And Steph was an old Jersey Shore, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, half my boroughs in Jersey anyway, right now, right? So <laughs> literally, literally. So now, a couple months ago, um. We're driving, and I get in the car, and I'm wearing a fucking dope, powder blue uh, Kansas City Royals jersey. And you know I'm fresh; I got the hat to match and everything. You know how I do, right?
3: Oh, you so,
2: gotta have it to match. I know. I <laughs> you understand this? So I get in the car, and she goes, "We're not going to a baseball game." So I look over to, her, and she's wearing leopard print. I'm like, well, "We're not going to the zoo either, but you're wearing fucking leopard print," and she <laughs> she didn't like that very much. <laughs> She gave you the look of death. <laughs> she did. No, she did. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Anyway, but fashion and wrestling are always hand in hand. Uh, you are the and you got banners behind, dude. You got a setup and a half, man. I just want to sit in your room and play in your room. So, believe it
3: or not, it's like a small garage. Yeah, no shit. into a room.
2: Yeah, how did I don't know how you let your girl you get away with that shit, man? You, you because well, m- she
3: knows what everything's worth. If I have to sell it in an emergency.
2: Oh, gee. Oh, I thought you just had a big dick. That's why you. Fucking- <laughs> oh, that? No, I wouldn't say that, too, but, you know, I don't want to brag. You know? <laughs> I don't want to brag, but look at here, King Dingling. Oh, man. All right. So, a couple of announcements. Uh, September 30th, we'll be in Queens for Sacred Heart Slam 6 FTW. Um, you know where that is by the old 227 uh, school over there in Queens. We're not too far. We're about two miles from where we grew up. Um, Sal and, 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 all the, all the boys over there really, uh, take care of us there. So, very, very cool. I'm very excited. I don't know who my, my partners will be that day. It might be a combination of my little brother, Mike. Could be Choppy, could be Jay, could be Rob. Um, could be just me. <laughs> just fucking, I don't know. It's a Friday night, so we'll be broadcasting live on a rant like we usually do. And those things are always fun. The audio is better now because I have better equipment, thank God. So you can hear us better. But we have fun. I might even put a camera on it. Um, FTW is always good. Brian Idol, who runs FTW, is currently in the NWA right now. Nice. and he's in, Yeah, he's in Puerto Rico. He does Japan. He's a He looks like a fucking B-movie model, this guy. He's got the fucking... He looks like... If Rick Rude had a love child with one of the fucking 90210 people, that's who Brian Idol looks like. He's a, he's a good kid. So they got a good thing going on over there. Um, so... That's going on. What else is going on? Oh, tickets have been secured for fucking New Japan pay-per-view October 28th here in New York. Rumble, and, Rumble on Broadway, I think it's... No, Rumble's called Rumble something. It's on October 28th. It's New Japan and Stardom. New Japan now has a women's division. Did you see the belt? You saw the belt. Do you like the belt? Nope. You're a belt guy. Do you like the belt? or you?
3: Or- um, I'm going to be honest with you. I like belts altogether, but... And Dan is actually a in a bunch of the groups that I'm in. Dan is a real good guy. He also did the the men's.
2: Dan is. I'm sorry, who's Dan? You are you, talking like I know these people? It's
3: who Dan, Dan, is, Mc, Dan? McMahon, the belt man. Dan the McMahon. Oh, created, oh, the guy who created, created belt. that belt. Okay, so he's the new Dave. Yeah. Milliken? He's
2: the new Dave Milliken. You basically. Yeah. Okay, Reggie Parks. Okay. Um,
3: Dan's been in the business for a while. He did all he WWE titles and stuff like that. Gotta get him he comes on. in, he yeah. gives us a pant, you know, opinion on everything. get him on He's the show, yeah. guy. Yeah. I mean, do I like the belt itself? I, I'm a belt mark, so I like all belts. I just don't like the design of the men's or the women's.
2: The new design, you mean? It's almost the same the thing. The new designs. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's a little... Little too fancy for my taste. Just put it that way. My
2: son says it. It looks like the an older version of the new Japan title, the IWGP Championship, and I don't the know the original one. Right, the original one, and I have I I didn't have I haven't I started watching Japan again back like back in thirteen. I had I was before that it was all Japan. I was getting you remember I was getting the tapes from all Japan with Vader and Stan Hansen and, and you know Gordy Williams and Misawa, Kabashi, Uh, Kawada, Jumbo, Saruta, all those cats. You know how it is, you know. So when I got into New Japan, because I have mega powers with my old partner, he was deep into it, and I had to go back and to the archives and dig and dig and dig. Now that I have the streaming service, I could be like, you know, I could watch all that, but I didn't get to see the new deal belt. I don't know, man. I, I know women's wrestling is held in a higher regard in Japan, okay? So I know that the Joshi feds, like Stardom and Blue Ribbon and all these other feds, are like, it's a big deal there, like, it's not it's mainstream but it's not it's like ECW was for us back in the day. Yeah. The problem is I don't know if New Japan is re- I think because New Japan has the, the US market now cuz you know they opened the dojo in Cali and all the other nonsense, right? I don't know I don't know if it's a deal where it's um if it's going to be a big deal here. I don't know if you've seen Joshi wrestling and if you watch Joshi wrestling, I don't know if you've seen any of these girls. They are phenomenal. I've actually seen
3: when uh, they came over to New Japan and I could see, you know, the matches that they have with them. I could just imagine what these matches are going to be like.
2: I just hope it it it, it resonates with the, fan, with the with the mainstream fans. The hardcore fans will appreciate it. We will appreciate it. Like the hardcore fans of New Japan and and and, and wrestling period will, you know what I'm saying? But the mainstream fans, I don't know if that's gonna resonate with them. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I'm, I mean, and yeah. then, and they're they're doing a pay per view here, like it's like it's gonna be stre- all over the world. So wow. it's like, mm. and listen, every time they come here, they sold out. We couldn't even get close. We, I mean, we got decent seats, but we couldn't get close in this place. And that's how popular they are. They sold out the garden, man. You know what? The, Speaking that's,
3: of women's wrestling, let me ask you a question. I don't mean to go off topic for a minute, just a little bit. What do you think of Asuka as far as Asuka being over in New Japan? Do you think it's true that she was if WWE could use her right, she could be the female Muda?
2: That's a Kevin Castle quote, and I'm you just took the word you just took my you just took my answer. Um they don't know what they have. And if they do know what they have, they don't want to use it like that. If they don't have enough girls, which makes it even better for her to be the greed, the, the female muda, because she's like you know how muda they brought muda in and he was like an an oddity like he was an entity like he he was a no one was beating him at one point, it took sting to beat him like okay they he beat everybody else like the whole jtex thing with Terry Funk and all that the fucking the cage and the, and then he was in the Iron Man the, the um the Cage Future Shock tournament. He had a run in Florida before that. He was like a ninja t- character, but he didn't resonate. You can do this with Oscar. I just went to a house show with her in Jersey, and she fought Bianca Belair, and she fucking tore it up. I mean, Bianca, she, was, she wasn't winning the title, but I was sitting third row, and I was like, and the crowd was hot, bro. The crowd was almost sold out. I haven't been to a sold-out WWE house show since... The early 2000s, when Triple H came back after the after the torn quad, the the torn whatever. Wow. The, that's the last time I was at a full sold out show that wasn't televised. Oh, that was televised. I'm taking that back, but you know what I'm talking about. Like that wasn't a pay per view because yeah. I was at some. Yeah. I was at Survivor Series 11 in the Garden, and that was a, probably think that was sold out too. But that was a pay per view. I that didn't, didn't, had me. I had Natalie's uh, oldest with me that, that that night. But um, I don't know. I had brand my, my nephew Brandon with me that night. That was when Punk fought, um, who do you fight, Del Rio, I think? I forget. It doesn't matter. But that's, my my point is, is that, um, you know, she can be that, and everybody's giving that comparison because of her her stature. I just don't see them booking her like that. And I don't, and I it's not a, I guess it's not a bad thing because half her audience doesn't even know who the great Muda is. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And Muda is, you know Muda's near and dear to me. Um, oh yeah, and he's on a retirement tour. I almost guarantee he's going to come to New York um, because he's supposed to be retiring in March of next year. So I'm almost guaranteeing he's going to show up again, like he did last year, uh, a couple years ago wow. at the G one. I'm not holding my breath, but it is what it is, right? Uh, I don't know, but but they they don't have a lot of girls, and they so they can make her that kind of character, and they can build somebody up to beat her. And girls have already beaten her, and I know Charlotte's beaten her. I know Becky's beaten her. I'm sure her and Bailey had a, a couple of good. I don't. I can't recall all of them because I don't. I really don't like women's wrestling that much. All that much. I appreciate it more now because when we were kids, it was a. It was a sideshow. You mm-hmm. know, when we were kids, you didn't see a. You didn't see it on TV, very. You, you saw it very rare on television, right? And then B, you had four girls. If that it was. The, it was the glamour girls, Wendy Richter, and then you had the jumping bomb angels, and then you had Mueller and Sherry going back and forth. Sherry. Came from the AWA with Medusa, Maselli, and all that. Girls were valets, bro. They didn't wrestle. They didn't yeah. wrestle when we were kids. So it's like, you know, now I, I, I respect and appreciate their, their hustle. But Joshi is on. Joshi is, those girls can go on the same level as some of the dudes. Oh, so yeah. I, don't know if, I don't know if the States are ready for that. And if they're going to embrace it, I hope New Japan is not just shooting themselves in the foot yet giving us another fucking title. Because you uh, have you have the yeah. you, you have the fucking the world title, the I C title, the U S title, the never open weight title. You got the fucking never open weight tag, never open weight six man. You have the world uh, the I W G P six oh uh, tag team championship currently held by F T R. So like, if you're gonna do it, you better do it right. And now, if New Japan is gonna take is, is, is they're gonna go to Vince route and start per- cherry picking all these girls from. Stardom and and Blue Ribbon and all these other, other places, I don't know, man. But yeah, I think they. I mean, they're they're missing the boat. But I don't think they're gonna book it like that because, like I said, half the crew, half, half the half the audience don't know who she is, man. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I don't know. It is what it is. Um, but uh, what else is going on before we get into any news? I got, I'm just trying to see if I I didn't write anything. I had it on my phone, looking on my phone, but I don't think anything else. We'll preview the pay-per-view that I just mentioned before. Um, we got a cool throwback for you tonight as well. Um, picked up by my cousin. Hold on a second. Let me just double-check my notes here. All right. We really have nothing else. Like I said, unless you had something you want to talk about, um, that's fine. Uh, what, now, I didn't see Raw this week. I know you watch Raw because you put it on Facebook every Monday that you watch Raw. So you watch Raw. I didn't watch Raw. How was Raw this week? It was decent.
3: It's yeah. getting better. Every week is getting a little bit better. It's drawing me in. They lost my interest uh, pre pandemic, so I was kind of letting it go straight to DVR and just watching it as I was going, you know. But now I'm actually sitting down watching the whole
2: show. The Smackdown, whole three. I'm the whole three the hours. Whole I watch. I watch yeah. SmackDown. I do watch SmackDown, so I'm good on SmackDown because I usually watch it Friday nights after the podcast. So, you know. So,
3: things take time. I see in the next, within the next couple of months to of the year, it's going to be back on track, or even better than it was before.
2: Okay, that's fair.
3: That's fair. Um, I just don't like Corbin, man. They need to get rid of Corbin. They're
2: not gonna get rid of Corbin. They're not gonna get rid of Corbin. That that's that 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 that's one of their pro- that's one of their projects. He's a performance center guy, you know. They're gonna throw they're I gonna go
3: back to the way he was though.
2: The I, I, I never liked him anyway, so it's like I don't give a shit what you put on him. I don't think he's that good. He worked harder than a, a lot of the other, his, a lot of his other peers. That's why he's where he's at. He impressed a lot of important people when he was down at the Performance Center, and that's oh, why yeah. that's why he's where he's. And I and I'll give him, you know, he had that football player mentality. If I don't make the team, I'm screwed. You know what I'm saying? And he did that with his due diligence, and he and he and he came out on top. I'm True. just. I'm just not emotionally invested in him. I'm not.
3: No, me neither. I'm not.
2: I'm just don't. I am not i just do not i do not like him. Uh, Mad Cat Moss. I saw him in a six man at a house show. That same house show, with Oscar. It was him and uh, the Street Profits against uh, Sheamus and uh, Usos. That was the main event. And um, I, he's another. He's another guy. He's been in. He's he's been in developmental for like a gazillion years. They bring him up. He becomes a lackey. And, you know, in your own storyline, always break away from the lackey. And he's a he's a poor man's Virgil. He breaks off, and then they give him Goldberg's fucking ring tights and, and boots. I was I'm just like, gonna say that. I was like, I don't I don't understand. Like, listen, if you don't want to give him another character, per se, right? If you don't want to make him another another, another like, he was Mad Cat Moss. Okay, he was funny. He had the gimmicks at the hat shirts, whatever. Told the corny jokes, fun, fun, fun. But like, if you know, don't. Don't give him something. He just looks like a plain like he's you know like he's Goldberg at the performance center. You know I don't I, you, you feel yeah, the same way like right? He,
3: he looks like the Woolworths version of, uh, Drew McCartney. <laughs>
2: <Woolworths>. Drew McIntyre. <laughs> Woolworths. See no one knows those getting no, although these little nuances that you and I know. Ah, <sighs> I miss I miss Myrtle Avenue the way it was, man. I miss, I really do. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. I I just. So I uh, I don't like him either. Um, we'll preview the the the, the fucking the castle pay per view next week. I think it's next Saturday. It's the yeah, day. next
3: Saturday. I think it's like what noon or one. Yeah, because the they're, they're like
2: um I don't know how many I don't know. Hold on a second. Um, what time is it? Hold on a second. Give me one second. Let's I'll do this live on the yeah, air. Why not? What time is it in Scotland? No. What time is it in Scotland, Cunt? The time in Scotland, UK is four fifty PM. So it's almost five o'clock there. Wow. So it's five it's like England, I think. It's the same time zone. They're five hours ahead. So it well, that makes sense. They're in the UK, duh. Fucking stupid Phil. But anyway, yeah, so I mean I am yeah, and then the day before it's the day before the uh um the what you call pay per view, the um AEW pay per view. So busy weekend for per wrestling next week, so
3: I'm looking
2: forward to that too. Yeah, me too. Me too. I don't really drop money on pay-per-views anymore, but those I drop money for. Um, and I might buy the pay-per-view tomorrow. I'll get into we'll get into that in a few minutes. But anyway, yeah, I didn't see I didn't see Raw. I did not see Raw. Um, and hold on a second. Let me just preview the NWA pay-per-view because I don't want to get into AW quite yet because you and I have a lot to talk about. So in terms of the. The uh, gimmicks, gimmicks, gimmicks. Okay, night one, NWA seventy fourth anniversary taking place in. Let's see where are they? Oh, they're gonna be in St. Louis, bro. With the Chase. Oh wow! They're gonna have a. They're gonna have a. It's two nights. There will be numerous championships decided. The newly, they revived it. They brought back the U.S. Tag Team Titles, and they're I gonna know. have a new home for the first time in ninety. It's gonna be a ten team Battle Royal for the titles. Uh, your pre matches are uh country gentlemen, AJ Kazanza and Anthony Andrews versus uh Gold Rush, which is Jordan Clearwater and marsha Rocket with Austin Idol. The historic, the uh very popular um Austin Idol. Luke Hawks versus V S. K. The Pope, D'Angelo, uh versus the returning Rodney Mack with Aaron Stevens. You know Aaron Stevens better as um Silence? What the hell is that dude's name? Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That guy. Uh, Beazobab's Bedlam match. It's the Miserable Faithful. Ju- Ju- Judas Salopal gags the gimp. Gags the gimp. That's awesome. With ECW's own James Mitchell versus the ill-begotten Alex Taylor, Jeremiah Plunkett, and Danny Deals. Bully Ray versus Ni- Mike Knox in a tables match. No one cares. Um, EC3 versus Mims. Have you seen EC3's new Fed? The um, um, change your, change your uh, I've, narrative. I've caught it very very not really
3: watched it watched it but I caught a glimpse of it like videos he shares on Instagram and
2: whatnot. You like it?
3: Um, I can't say I don't like it, you but uh, you,
2: you haven't seen enough. There is
3: a guy that they signed. Uh, his name is Chris Thorn. Uh huh. And we interviewed him. Ah, be on a lookout before they before they sign them.
2: Oh, okay, okay, she had him on the show Which before. Was pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, Thor's last name, Chris Thor. Okay. Yeah. yeah like I, we'll look. Yeah, we'll look him up. Um, um. All right. Yeah, I like what they're doing. Okay. Um. The Cardona's choice match. Matt Cardona returns to make his N because he was injured. He had, uh, and he makes his NWA in ring return. He with an opponent of his choosing. The Mildred Burke Invitational Women's a women's uh match receives a NWA women's title shot on night two. So Samantha Starr, Keelan King, who just fought on didn't she fight an AEW recently? Keelan King? Didn't she fight um familiar. Doc didn't she fight Dr Doctor Britt Baker the other night? It uh, sounds
3: familiar. I think so.
2: Yeah, Tootie Lynn Missy Kate, Max Impella, Maddie Ranofsky, Angelina Love, Genocide, Natalia Markova, who's a hot Russian by the way. And of course Impact's own Taryn Terrell. Um Homicide defends the we love Homicide Brooklyn's own Homicide. Oh man! Defends the junior heavyweight championship against Ricky Morton's kid Kerry. Uh, the national heavyweight championship, Jacks Dane. He was um he was something else. He was uh he was on Impact for a gazillion years, and he's gonna fight Scion. And the NWA World Tag Team Championship, the Commonwealth Connection, Harry Smith and Doug Williams. We'll take on La Rebellion, which is Bessia 666 and Mecha Wolf. And the NWA Women's Championship, Camille versus Ty Valkyrie with a big titties. Mrs. John Morris. And night two, Mercurio versus Magic Jake Dumas. Tom Latimer versus Judeus. Colby Carino versus Caprice Coleman. That's going to be a good match. Colby's, Colby's making, a, not, uh, making a name for himself, uh, Steve Carino's kid. Nick Aldis versus Flip Gordon. I'm, I'm excited for that, too. I love Flip Gordon from the old... Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Aldis
3: versus Nick... Oh,
2: wow. Yeah, man. 10-team battle wow. royal for the U.S. tag titles. Rough and Ready, Miserable Fateful, The Now, uh, ill Be Rush, The Fixers, uh, Luke and PJ Hawks, Team Ambition, the, spectac- the Spectaculars. Look out for The Spectaculars, Rush Freeman and Brad Pierce. They're a good fucking team. Uh, those are all the teams that are involved in the U.S. tag team, Battle Royal. NWA Women's Tag Title, Pretty Empowered, Ella Envy and Kenzie Page versus The Hex, Allison Kaye, and Marty Bell. From uh, Allison Kaye was the former women's champion, and now she's teaming up with her old, with her old rival. Uh, NWA Women's Championship, Camille and Tyler Vachry versus the winner of that versus the winner of the Burke Invitational. MLW has put two matches on the, on the card, too. The Open Weight Championship, oh, wow. Davey Richards versus the Thrillbillies, and the NWA Heavyweight Championship, Trevor Murdoch versus Tyrus. Or oh, you know him better as fucking uh, phone case. Somebody call my mama. Somebody call my mama. Yeah. So it's two nights. I think it's like thirty bucks. I'm not sure. I have to look it up. But like, if you watch the old NWA, if you watch the NWA YouTube shows, it, it reminds me of the Crockett's what we're talking about tonight. So definitely but it's fun like half the guys you don't know unless you follow the indies you don't know who they are but like you know this is where you know you, you look at these kids and you're like you, know, you can see them on Dynamite or you might be able to see them on Dark or maybe they maybe Triple H will pick them and, and that's gonna be something cause now it's like you said the next couple of months is gonna be you know is gonna be something to look at so uh I don't know I don't have any, I don't have any other notes because I didn't really you know I didn't watch a lot of wrestling this week <laughs> I I just I was I was so mad because you know my my commute is from eight from seven o'clock to like nine something, uh-huh. so I get on the bus, my I take two buses. The second bus I get like seven thirty seven forty, so by the time I get down to Brooklyn to to the Verrazano, I'm already fucking ten minutes into AEW right. I fucking missed 10 minutes walking to the fucking bus stop to my house, 10, 12 minutes, and I missed the fucking main event. And I made this big diatribe on Facebook. I was like, I'm so excited. I said, if they do this right, if they— And then all of a sudden, I, I literally sat down with my sandwich. I make a sandwich every night. I sat down, literally sat down, put the plate down, put the TV on, and you're texting me like, what 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 the fuck? And I'm like, what the fuck? Why I didn't see it? Oh wait, I'm not gonna. I'm like, never mind. Yeah, right. I'm like, oh come on, man. Like I missed it. I they, you know. I you know I hate to agree with Double A because he hate he doesn't like AEW and he doesn't like the way they do things, but I have to agree with him, man. It's they fucking ruined. They ruined this main event for me. They ruined it ruined it and we'll get into In my
3: the- opinion I knew either way one of them were gonna lose and I didn't expect the final the final decision and yeah. it just blew me away when I seen that I was like no way
2: all right so let's go into the the card real quick um Jericho comes out with the whole Danny Garcia thing that pissed me off like I listen I'm over Jericho man I mean, I love him to death, but it's like go on tour, Fozzie. Do something. If you're not if you if you're not gonna put the if they're not gonna book him to put guys over. Once you see like when he fought Orange Cassidy a couple years ago, and I don't like Orange Cassidy, but that was that made sense. He put him over in that stupid orange juice. Remember the orange juice match they had? The stupid like yeah. the fucking pool orange juice? Um yeah. he put him over. He should have put Eddie Kingston over. He should have put a lot exactly. of guys over. Like I don't understand why, at fifty-five years old, you're not putting guys over. You don't need to win titles. You're not going to get paid less if you lose. So, so, and so, I need. Maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm seeing something wrong. I don't know, but I'm not. I, I, I'm, I'm done with Jericho, man. I really, I really am. Like I'm, I'm over it. If he's not, go, if yeah. he's not going to put guys over, because he's right. Danny Garcia is a future world champion. If he goes, oh, I see that. If he goes the I same, if, yeah. If he goes the same route that Danielson went, and you know what I'm saying, like that route, then he's the kid's got it. He's got it. He can go. I I could watch him all day. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't understand. Um, am I bugging or or like am I do you, am I wrong? I mean, I don't understand. No, no, you're right.
3: You're right. Uh, that moment, him and Danielson had in the ring after that match when Jericho interrupted. That was a historical moment right there happening, and Jericho. I don't know if it was planned or he just did it. He came out and he ruined it. I mean, yeah. something that would have been like, you know, history by him shaking his hand, giving him the
2: torch. You know what I mean? Per se. Not even, yeah. Not even. Don't even go that route. Just fucking put him over. Like, let him beat you, let him slap you around, like, let him do, let him get, let him, the crowd's, the crowd is with him regardless, he doesn't need an audience. Me, being the the fan, looking for a fucking story, I'm like, you know, you know my, you know my pet peeve, my pet peeve is tell me a good story. You can have the, yep. you can be the t- most talented guy on the planet, that's why Japan is wired different, because Japan, they don't do a lot of the fucking, they don't cut promos really, they have characters and they fight, so it's different. It's a different animal. But if I'm watching American mainstream wrestling, I want the story. I want the fucking build up.
3: You, oh yeah, you want a build up. You want the storyline. You want
2: it to go into the big match. Correct. Correct. All right. So like that 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 bothered me. The Billy Gunn thing I'm liking with the kids. I like with his sons. I'm liking that only because we're, I'm partial to Bowens because he's a friend of our he's a friend of our network and he he knows a lot of our friends and. And, and and he's such a nice guy. Jay and I were hanging out with him a couple of years ago in at the at the Shining Wizards uh anniversary show in Jersey. F- you know, he's a guy that he, I've been watching him in WrestlePro and PWS since fucking you know, like the last six, seven years. So we, like I feel I, I'm very partial. I don't I don't like his partner very much, but he can go too. The U is over right now, It's fucking super over. Um, but I, I'm very partial to Bowens. Um and the whole thing with him coming out, because you know he's he's gay, you know, but yeah. in real life, and it's like when he came out, people, you know, it didn't it didn't resonate like when fucking what's his face came out, Black Cena, you know, Fred Raza, who's uh who's in, who's by the way New Japan, he's the fucking he's the U.S. he's the the Dojo champion over there in Japan, the the, the California version, um, but like when Fred did it, it was like you know. WWE gave him press but it was like eh. and yeah, I know they mentioned it and they got it over with it. Yeah, and it's you know the whole thing with Nia Jackson when he came out, she came out whatever you want to call that. It was like a big deal. They gave her sneakers, they gave her a fucking action figure, they gave her, you know. And I'm like Bowen's just came out and that was it. And I and I'm, not, I'm I don't want the I don't I don't want the attention. And I don't think he wanted it either. But I just think he wanted to get it out of the way so he can just go on with his career. It doesn't affect him either way. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, he's he's. If you watch, if you follow him on social media, he's just like us. He's a big wrestling fan. He's an old school gamer. Like he likes all the old systems, like we do. You know, he's a younger guy, but it's like he's a good dude and he's solid, man. He's a really nice. And it's it's one thing if you if you're a performer and 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 you come out all that. And but if you're an asshole. Fans ain't gonna fans will figure you out, but he's not an asshole. He's a really nice guy. So, I like I like cool. I like what they're going on. I like what's going on with them. I'm feeling that. I like Ricky Starks. is me, Daddy. <laughs> yeah, the whole yeah yeah the whole is thing. That we- the new DX thing. <laughs> yeah, it, basically yeah, it's the new suck it. Basically yeah, no, you're right. Um, I like Ricky Starks, former NWA Television Champion. By the way, um, I like Ricky Starks as, as a face. The Dax Harwood Jay Lito match was fucking awesome. Agreed. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. Definitely. Um, jump in here if you if I'm if I'm missing anything. Uh, Ricky yeah. Stark is good on the mic, but for some
3: reason I get that Dollar General Rock deal from him.
2: <laughs> you mean his shtick, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Just the way you know when the Rock first started. That's what I get. I get that vibe off of him. But he is decent on the mic. He's 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 good in the ring. I want to see what they do with him and Hobbs.
2: Powerhouse Hobbs, yeah, no more Team Taz. Um, yeah, K. Kylan King did fight the other night. That was that was her. She fought Britt Baker. So, okay, so yeah, gonna, that's she's, right. She's gonna be in the NWA pay per view, which I'm happy for her. Um, now it's all right. I'll we'll get to the uh, we'll we'll do the main event first, then we'll get into Punk because I know you have a lot to say. Um, the the main event was the Trios Championship uh, Tournament Quarterfinal. Death Triangle versus Will Ospreay in the, in the Aussie Open. The winner gets to fight the Bucks and Omega. Will Ospreay, the United Kingdom basically won. Uh that was a PAC has history with with, uh, with Will Ospreay going back to Rev Pro and and I think progress. Great, is, ma- great yeah.
3: match. I mean the build up with them too is awesome.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um are you? Uh, do you see enough of Will Ospreay? Are you a fan? Because I love Will Ospreay. I, I see a lot. I of him.
3: Fu- I started following him when I started. See, we get the uh, we get New Japan over here on. The, there's one channel we get it, and I go. I put it straight to DVR. Yeah. So I started seeing a lot of his matches through that.
2: Yeah, because he was hurt. And yeah. He,
3: he reminds me of. I want to say a little bit of Bret Hart, and a little bit of Crisp and together.
2: He's got he reminds me he's very athletic. He's he you know he has he does a lot of the uh the high spots too, you know. So he's got that Two Cold Scorpio slash you know like he's got the power moves too like a Benoit or you know what I'm saying. So yeah. he's, he's got he he can he's got that 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 Scorpio build where Scorpio can, can wrestle you and then take you to the ground. He's obviously way better than Two Cold Scorpio, but you see my point. Um so that was the final, and then the promo after that with with Osprey and, and 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 um and Omega. Now, I don't know if you saw Kenny's uh social media when he made he made when he made his return two weeks ago. Because my son was like, my son even said to me, texted me, he goes, "Kenny didn't look that good," and I was like, "And this is Kenny." Listen, we we at the Raya household, we hold we hold Kenny Omega very very high because we. You know, four or five years ago, he was the best wrestler on the planet. He was, he was killing it with Naito and and Okada and Tanahashi and and all the guys in New Japan. Um, but he he even said like I didn't, I wasn't like I wasn't myself, and I don't want to let the bucks down, and blah blah blah. So I, Uh I I I'm gonna add it up to ring rust. That's not a story. That's him really telling the fans, hey, listen, if you expected me to do a fucking five-star match after being out for over a year, you're bugging. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because that's what I'm equating it to. So Will Ospreay jumped on that and and cut a really nice promo on him, which I thought was fantastic. So that's going to be a great match at uh, the pay-per-view next week that we'll preview next week. Um, it's going to be uh, the, uh, the United Empire versus the Bucks and Omega for the, for the new Trios title, another title that AEW has. Um, your thoughts on that, your thoughts on Kenny Omega, like anything? Um, I, I, I
3: like Kenny Omega a lot and thing I respect Omega about, he doesn't need the title to do what he does. You know what I mean? I agree. And he's not one where it doesn't bother him to put over talent because he'll do it. And I've seen him do it many times. You know what I mean? He has the title. He doesn't have the title. He's still the same person. You know what I mean? You could tell, you know, certain wrestlers when they hold themselves a certain way. And Omega's is uh, just a guy that no matter what he could do in the ring, he's always helping the talent out. Like You can see them when they're, they're tangling in the ring. You can always see him leaning over somebody if a move goes wrong. And you can catch it very quickly. And I noticed it a lot about him. Even some of his New Japan stuff.
2: I agree. So he calls a lot. He calls a lot of spots in the ring. He helps a lot of guys out. Um, I don't. I, I don't see. I love him. So I. I really can't. I'm a. Most, i am a love. I, I. like anything he does. So I'm really into him. Um, and I just know that it's going to take him a couple. Unless he's super injured, where he's not going to be the same. Per, same performer. That's going to affect his. You know his every day, then I'm not really too worried about it. You know what I'm saying? I think it's going to be you know even if even if they lose. You know what I would love to see? Um, and I and I'll talk about it more next week. Is that maybe he turns on the box? You know, wow. right? And then lets the lets Osprey and I don't know what what kind of schedule Osprey has because remember he's the U.S. champion in New Japan, and they're going to be starting back up in a couple of weeks, so. You know, I don't know what this guy... I mean, I would love to see them with the fucking titles. You know what I'm saying? The the, the United Empire. Um, maybe even defending them in Japan. You know what I'm saying? Like, that'd be cool, you know? That'd be cool. And then, and like, I think, I think Omega needs to... St- You're right. He doesn't need the title. I I agree with you 110%. I feel like he should have the title. um, And not CM Punk or John Moxley. Which is a really good segue. I want you to tell everybody what happened... And then I'll give you my opinion, and then we'll take it from there. So tell me, tell me what I missed. I just saw it already, but tell me what I missed because I I'm still fucking dumbfounded.
3: Well, I watched the match, and what I've noticed even before it was all over the internet. Is you know how when I watch wrestling, I always watch every spot, every you know second of it. And I noticed when Punk kicked Moxley in the, towards his neck, he went down to the canvas, but he grabbed the wrong foot. He didn't grab the one he kicked him with. He grabbed the opposite one.
2: Was that the injured what I one? I did
3: notice, I don't know if it was the right or the left one. It didn't look good when he went down. His, his ankle looked like it was a different direction.
2: So you did he rolled it like he like he sprinted like he was like.
3: Yeah, I don't know if he rolled it or they're 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 playing on the injury to build up Chicago. Mm-hmm. But he did grab the total wrong leg. Okay, it wasn't the injured leg.
2: I saw the same thing. I think everybody did because that was.
3: Another thing I was glad about is Moxley didn't actually bleed in this match. Thank God, uh, I mean, you don't. I don't think you need to bleed in every match.
2: No, no, you don't, Ric Flair. You don't. But,
3: you know, but uh, all in all, I mean, I was. I could say I was disappointed, but then again, I hope they're going to do what I think they're going to do.
2: Well, before you, before you, before you say what they, what do you think they're going to do. I. Th- you, do you think? The way I'm thinking, in that it was a terrible fucking way to do it. Like I would have rather had like a um, like you know, a a mishmash or like a run in or something. I I would have rather have that or an MJF thing, which I really wanted. and I told you that from the beginning. If they're gonna have the if you're gonna put the main event on television, like and Chris was Chris, uh, uh, our brother Chris, our childhood friend Chris, on uh, he was was texting me right after you did that night. And he said, "Why? Why are you doing it like this?" And I said, "Because Tony Khan is obsessed with having everything on television." I feel he's like an ECW Mark. Well, yeah, but they didn't have TV like that though. They didn't. They didn't get TV until they were done. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like when we were, when ECW came out, like a house show was four was a month worth of episodes, right? Yep. But like, he's got to listen. This is not Nitro, man. You don't have to put every fucking... You don't have to put all your chips in one basket. You don't exactly. have... Yeah, you don't have to... And this is not because I don't... This is not because I dislike Moxley. It has nothing to do with disliking Moxley, and I'm not a fan of Punk's... Older Punk. I love CM Punk to death. You know that. But I'm not a big fan of his older... Older self, I guess you can call it. But, like, this is not a way to build up a pay-per-view, man. A main event. You know, and you, you had an interim champ who's... Basically bulldozing everybody, right?
3: That's one thing I can't stand. That interim,
2: it's a UFC that thing. Title, I, know.
3: I just don't like that. I mean, now they're doing done the
2: worst of the same way. Well, that's because she's really hurt, though. She got injured, right? But I mean, so I mean, UFC does it, and it's pretty. Boxing does it too when guys don't cut weight or they get hurt. I'm not listen. If you're gonna, this goes all goes back to the story thing. If you're gonna tell me a good story, I don't mind. See, Thunder Rose is gonna tell a good story, cause Tony Storm's gonna win the title. You know, now you know Tony Storm is winning the title with that big, fat, delicious ass that she has. Tony Storm's gonna. I'm sorry, Tony Storm's gonna win the title, and that's her tag team partner. Obviously, there you go. There's the fucking heat. I'm gonna come back. Oh, now you have it. I want my belt back. Oh, but we're friends. Nay, nay. That title's still mine. That's a fucking story. Okay? Yeah. So you're gonna tell me a story. I don't mind the interim championship. UFC was great for that. UFC, especially the heavy, like when the guys didn't cut with they got hurt. Oh, you're the interim champion? Wait till the fucking champion comes back. You're done. You're done. And that's fantastic because they told a story. It's good. But this did not tell a story. This did not tell a story. This did not do anything remotely significant, but Give John Moxley the title back. That's all it did. That's basically yeah. all it did. It did it. It gave it gave no credibility to Punk, especially with the wrong foot thing, right? Gave no credibility to Punk, and it just fucking you do it in the middle of the night.
3: Somebody caught him on the ramp when he was walking up, and they were helping him, and he just gave that look like, "WTF," you know? He's like, "What the
2: fuck." Right, and then now people are like, well, you know, he's there for them, and now John Moxley's promo, he's there because the last week's promo was fantastic. You hear, you just hear for the money, da 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 da, and people really believe that. So he jumped on the internet and read what people were saying, and he fucking used it in his promo, which was genius, right? Um, it more fuel to the fire. Now you're like, this is a, and I said it last week, that was a great fucking promo, and I don't like the guy. That's a great buildup. But not only do you not put this in the main event of your of your this is the and this is obviously this is not the go home show to the pay per view because you have one more you have two more shows right you could have did this 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 coming Wednesday you didn't have to do it last Wednesday but there's fucking Dixie Con again drawing all your fucking Impact chips and all your WCW chips in one basket and you're, and you're trying to like why are you force feeding the fans what they don't want what they've already been eating. It's pay-per-view matches on TV, right? You know, pay-per-view worthy matches, right? But why and why and why are you doing it? Why are you cutting your nose despite your face? You don't have to sell me this anymore. I like AEW. <laughs> it's yep. good. It's good. You don't have to sell it to me no more. I like it. I pay for it. I go to fucking shows. I buy the gimmicks. My I buy my kid merch. Like I I, I I'm invested. I go. You know what I'm saying. I went to the first pay per view before they were even a fucking before they were all elite. I was I was all elite. I was at that fucking show in Chicago. You know that. Mm -hmm. So before they were even an entity, I supported those guys. So I'm invested emotionally, financially, (laughs) physically, mentally. I'm. You don't have to sell me on it anymore. Okay. the 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 video game. I don't play video games anymore, and I have every fucking system behind you, but they're all for him, but for my son. But even the video game looks good. It's got an old N64 feel to it, right? I pre-ordered it already. I'm, f- I'm sure, of course you did. So, but, like, my whole my whole thing is, you're force-feeding me now. You're force-feeding me, and I don't fucking like it. I don't like it. As uh, Jimmy Norton would say, the comedian, and on a Spider-Man movie, it stinks, and I don't like it. That's it. You know? Um... I don't know, man. I, I, am I bugging? Like, I, you know, it's just it's it was stupid, you know.
3: No, he's just pushing too much too too much into one show where he could just spread it out over, you know, a time span and build a story like you said.
2: Yeah. What do you think is going to what do you think is going to happen now?
3: What I think is going to happen, <clears throat> I think this sets up the perfect situation for MJF to return. Punk goes to Chicago, beats Moxley for the title. MJF comes out, jumps Punk in the middle of the ring while he's laying down and stands over him and holds the title and saying, I'm back, motherfuckers.
2: So you think Punk's going to beat Moxley for the title in Chicago?
3: Yeah. If he doesn't, I'll be surprised.
2: Will you be disappointed?
3: Yes. Because it's a perfect thing to set up for MJF to come back.
2: If Punk wins and MJF doesn't come back, are you still are you disappointed still?
3: Uh eh, a little bit.
2: A little bit. Okay, I, 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 yeah. I, I, That's why I respect your honesty because you know what, it's got to tell a good story. If he's gonna win, it's got. I, I agree with you. It has to. It has to tell a good story. You know, it's the
3: perfect. It, it would be the perfect return story, and it bring them back that rivalry they had that was so good that they shortened.
2: Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, and I just, I was just so fucking. I I can't believe I missed. I can't believe they did that, and I can't believe I missed it. I, I it was a tw- it, it was a twelve it, minute walk. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> that's why I said, like, nope. yeah, no, but like, I just, I was so <laughs> mad. Not because, not because you said anything to me. Because I was so, I, I can't, how many times have you guys messaged me and I'm like, I didn't see it, I'm not home yet. Like, you know, like, because I didn't, I, I don't, because I don't have cable. I, I stream, I have a streaming service. I don't have TNT or TBS on my streaming service. So uh. I use an app. Um, my friend has Fios and I tap into the Fios mobile app and I watch TV on that just for AEW and, and now hockey and basketball. Because they brought and now baseball playoffs in October, so TBS does all the sports now um, with TNT. So I've been using that now, but like, I, I just I, I wasn't mad that I was you guys were messaging me because because you Chris, everybody was texting me. I was like, what the fuck? What did I what happened? Like, I was I was more mad that they did it in the fucking middle of the night and not at the main event, which main event was and great. That-
3: Megan looked at me. She goes, why are they putting this match first? This should be the ending.
2: Correct. And she's not even a fucking... She's a casual fan. Yeah. You know? Right. So, and that's See what I'm saying? When the casual fan says that, it's like, hmm, shame on you, Dixie Con. You know what I'm saying? Shame on you. Shame on you. Shame on me. I'm over here now, you know? Kramer, a.k.a. Kramer. Done. Yeah. <laughs> Just, like, fucking stupid, man. Like, I don't understand. Um... It's just, you know, I can't, you're going to turn me off to that stuff. And I'm like, you're going to turn me off. I'm not going to be too excited to come home and watch it anymore, you know. And it's, my days are long and my nights are even longer because of my commute. But, like, I just can't, I can't emotionally invest in that shit, man. It's stupid. My kid went nuts on Twitter, you know, (laughs) him and his little group of friends. It was like, and you can't blame him. It's like, you can't, you know, that's the audience that you're trying to get now. You're not trying to get me and you. We already, we already, you already got us fucking thirty years ago. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, I, as soon as I seen AEW, I was hooked on yeah. day one. Yeah, because it's good. It, not only was it an alternative, but it was good wrestling. Like it, you know, it's it's not it, they they put they put an emphasis on wrestling, which I love. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not just the fucking. It's it won't be as greatly produced as a WWE show because they, they still have the best production ever. Okay. That's where their money goes. Okay? And that's where it's always gonna be. And you're not gonna get the glitz and the glamour, but you'll get the wrestling. And if you're a fan, you get it. That's pretty much yep. it, you know. Um any other thoughts on 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 dynamite, on fucking anything? Anything did you
3: catch Rampage?
2: No. I did not.
3: Oh did my you. God. Mr. AKA Mr. Twenty Four Mr. Mr. J Wow himself made his debut on TV.
2: Very nice. Who do he fight? Hook.
3: <laughs> he got squashed.
2: Oh God! <laughs> did you get? Did you see the story on how he got Action Bronson's uh music? No, I gotta see that. So he does an interview. Uh. Bronson does. You you, you do listen to Bronson at all? Yeah. He's dope. He reminds me of Ghostface. He's dope. That's who he reminds me of. Yeah, they had a beef because of that, too. He talks about that. Um, he's a Queens guy, you know. He's from Flushing. Um, I love Bronson, by the way. He's been one of my favorites for the last decade. Um, but Action says he's friends with Taz. He oh, actually wow. went to train with Taz at the dojo. Because Taz, his friend was training, and Taz invited him or whatever. So him and Taz were, f- were friends on, they were like, you know, like they were text friends and all, they were buddies. And um, Hook liked the song, and Hook asked Taz to ask Bronson if he can do, you know, if he can use it. And Action said, yeah, of course. But then they were worried about, you know, like copyright and shit, and Bronson said, I don't care about any of that. You know, he's a big wrestling fan. He's got, a yeah, his, awesome. he's got a couple of songs named after wrestlers. He does a Ron Simmons song. He does a Barry Horowitz song. Um, he's a, he's a fan. So it's like, I'm, I'm more excited about that. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm all into hook, man. He's a, a little, little Taz, you know, but yeah, it's Yeah. I didn't see that match. So choked him out. I mean, that
3: w- it was okay. I mean, as far as
2: rampage goes, it was all right. I mean, you know, I mean, it's listen, it's not, it's not their, uh, it's not their marquee show. So it's like, it's, it's the, it's to tell stories. You have all this TV, tell the stories. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have...
3: I mean, it could be worse. They could go four hours.
2: But they're not. No. I mean, when you go there, though, it's a a long night. That's Oh, it's a great night. Well, it's a great night. I see, like, I'm not going to the Queens one again this year. I went last year. That first match with Omega and Danielson, I missed the entire match. I missed the entire match. Wow. Getting food. I missed the entire match. I mean, I watched it on my phone, but the line was an hour and almost an hour and change getting food. Then on top of that, the, the seats were terrible. I couldn't get comfortable I said, I'm not going back there But when you go We went to the Newark show It was better But it's a four and a half hour night Because they're taping yep. They're taping Dynamite And they're taping Rampage So if you're not a fan Of sitting there For almost five hours You know But if you're a fan You know You appreciate it You know You don't have to watch it on Friday <laughs> I mean you, I mean, We always do But Oh I still do
3: yeah. When I went that one time When I went to Dynamite and they And I was in front row I watched it because of that yeah, we watched it because it had <laughs> You fucking, <laughs> you all over television. I was like, this motherfucker. I had people texting me that night. Put down the goddamn phone.
2: <laughs> I, I was. We, how many times did the camera pan? I'm like, up, 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 up. I kept rewinding it. Up, oh, up. Oh. I, used to, I actually have that episode saved on my computer. I, I downloaded it. I had that episode. I was starstruck, man. Of course you are, man. Ringside, man. You fucking. It's a, it's a good. It, it's a fun, it, it, they're fun It's just that they, it's that 50-50 booking that bothers the shit out of me Like, he needs to yeah. cut that crap out He doesn't have to do it He has world-class talent now Like
3: I mean, if Dan Lambert himself walked up to you and offered you front row tickets, what would you say? Thank you <laughs> I was like, I was like, uh, yeah So my buddy looks at
2: me and goes, what about our seats? I said, fuck those seats Fuck those seats, man, we got, we're sitting ringside, son Come on now! Oh man, yeah. So we'll we'll, we'll preview the pay per view next week. We'll, we'll preview the fucking clash, the castle gimmicks. We'll do all that next week. Um, and I think that we're not gonna. You have to take a break or anything. You have to do anything. You have to. You have to. No, I'm good. All right, let's I'm good. see. I can. I'm gonna edit this out. I'm gonna edit the show because I'm only do. I have audio and I'll do all the. Cl- I have two clips. I got the for the paper for the the throwback tonight. I got a Ric Flair promo I'm going to open the show with. Um, so we're good. You know what I'm saying? I have to... The, the, the show opened with that and we're good. Um, so when you hit the, the, the finished product, it'll be like we recorded live. You know what I'm saying? So Cool. Alright, let's get right into... Uh, I wonder if you can hear... If I play something, I wonder if you can hear it. Hold on a second. If I play this, can you hear this? Anybody seen Richie? Yep. You, you heard that, right? mm mm-hmm. right, So Alright, so you know what we'll do? You know what we'll do? All right, so meet your Mike. We are the turn throwbacks. It's Phil, it's Cosbro, Richie. Anybody see Richie? Anybody
3: seen Richie? Yeah, you've
2: seen him now, you fucks. All right, we'll take a quick break, and we're going to plug our friends, and we'll come back.
0: Promotional consideration paid for by the following.
1: Are you tired of being uninformed? Together, we can change all of that. Experience a podcast like you've never heard before. You'll gain knowledge, have some laughs, because we believe this is the last AEW podcast you'll ever need. Join us every Wednesday night at 10:15 p.m. on ranceemradio.com and Facebook Live. We can also be found on all major podcast forums as part of the Shining Wizards Network. So stop listening to inferior AEW podcasts and bring a new podcast into your life by joining us. Join the Mark Warner Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, And TikTok at MarkOrderPod and on Facebook.com slash MarkOrderPod. Don't forget to tag us on social media and use hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder because if you don't find us, we will find you. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed.
0: Are you tired of being told what to think and believe by hollywood elites and politicians who just don't care about you
1: tired of not getting the truth when you watch the news
0: tired of trying to figure out what pronoun to use
1: tired of mob mentality when all you want to do is think for yourself and make up your own mind that's where we come in this is justin and vince
0: your host of inconclusive breakdown
2: we are a weekly anti-pc podcast bringing you entertainment and current event news without any spin
0: If you want to truly stay informed on what's going on in the world, then give us a listen every Sunday, anywhere you get podcasts, at least till Zuckerberg and Twitter Jack de-platform us.
2: And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network.
1: Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? Hey, it's Tony Schiavone of AEW, and you are listening to the Turnbuckle
0: Throwbacks with Phil, J. and that pain in the ass, Choppy.
2: We're back Why can't I fucking I hate this stupid thing I can't fade it There we go I guess I have to Kill it, kill it And kill the mood There <laughs> we uh, go Alright I forgot <clears throat> to mute I forgot to mute my mic Good job Good thing I didn't do anything stupid I went and just got something to drink So Whatever <laughs> it is what I it is. I said
3: a refill.
2: My yeah, second cup. Your second cup, I had to get some cold because I finished my coffee. Um, if I can't drink too many of those, I'll have a fucking heart attack. Drink <laughs> you want a day, I'd be all right. But um, Anyway, all right. Um, are you ready for your throwback? This is your baby tonight. Sure. So, all right, let's, sure. let's, let's play the throwback of the week. Uh, no, we don't want to hear Matt Squire sing Turnbuckle Time. Well, I mean, I do, but I, not tonight. And. Now, here is your throwback of the week, sponsored by the Shining Wizards Network and Rant EM Radio. All right, well, you picked a very monumental event, That we've covered in, I think, in pieces. I don't even think we did the whole thing. 465 episodes later. But um, we're taking it back to November 27th, 1986. There were two venues that did this. Um, Greensboro Coliseum. We all know what Greensboro is. It's horseman country, right? Yep. 16,000 strong. And this is the NWA. This is their third, I believe, their third installment of Starcade. So, uh, for for us, this was a Turner Home Entertainment video because Rich and I didn't have the NWA in our neck of the woods unless you watched, you know, U68 and you had to watch it six months behind. So we didn't get yeah. our NWA. We got our NWA. We would <clears throat> see this in like June of 87, you know? Obviously, we knew what was going on because of the aftermags. So, we weren't that. I mean, that was. We were always. Um, I, I could speak for you on this because I noticed for a fact that we were always wanting to get these tapes because um, we had a couple of mom and pop video stores around our way when we were kids. We had like three Captain videos, right? There was a Flash video. There was um, a bunch of video spots that wrestling tapes were in the back of the store. Behind the porn. And the porn always had like a little fucking curtain. <laughs> or or the western doors. Right. Yeah, exactly. You're 100% right. Um, those western, the saloon doors you're talking about, right?
3: There you go. The yeah, saloon doors. The saloon yep.
2: doors, right. Um, wrestling teams are always in the back. And I'm just, I'm premising this because Richie's on with me and he's my family and he understands more than anybody that I've done the podcast with. Except maybe for Shining Wizards Tony, who has the same who he's the same age. Um, these tapes were gold for us because we didn't see them on pay per view, and we didn't get and we didn't get I didn't get cable on our, We didn't get cable on our block until right before Richie moved to Florida. Yeah. Matter of fact, my first baseball game on ESPN was in Richie's living room on a Sunday night. And Mar- his, I remember,
3: we Rich- used to go to Chris's house to watch the pay per views.
2: We did. We did, cause well, he didn't have, but he, this before he even had cable. But when he had cable, he, he was the first. He was the first to get it. Your mom, ha- your mom, you guys live two two fucking apartment ha- complexes away from me, and you guys had cable before we did. The wiring know, was, was so crazy. different. People around the corner had cable. People down the block had cable. People in the rest of the fucking Ridgewood had cable, but Seventy First Avenue did not have cable. Um, my first baseball game was in your house on a Saturday, on a Sunday night. My, Richie's mom, and Aunt Marilyn, let me watch fucking baseball in her living room. There was no, no one wanted to sit in the apartment on a Sunday night but me and watch baseball because I was a fucking mark. Um, but just getting these tapes, and this tape particularly was monumental for several reasons. Um, well, because the NWA was fucking huge. At, it was getting big for regionally. Uh this was the 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 golden era of the big gold belt that you see behind me that debuted that earlier that year in February of eighty six, I believe. If you're the belt guy, so if I'm wrong, please by all means fucking correct me. Um so Ric Flair had just beaten he just lost to Ronnie Garvin and got the belt back and now he's defending it against another another opponent who now is, you know, and it's so you, you I told you to watch the build up because the, the, the two months of the build up was like was insane. Well, that's how you tell a story, man. Right. That's how you tell a story. But what but 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 the <clears throat> the main event wasn't even the fucking story. Mm-hmm. Because for the first time in the the history of this particular of our, of our favorite tag team, I don't know, my favorite, tag I think your favorite tag team too. Um, of my favorite tag team, this was the first time I saw them laid out, like defeated, without getting yep. pinned. And it's not them no-selling because they're, they're really good for that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But this was a fucking deal. Um, so let's get right into it. You, you watch the whole thing, right? I'm assuming, right?
3: Um, I've watched majority of it, but I did take some notes from the buildup.
2: Okay, so you want me just to run down the card, and then we'll do the the match you want to do, and then is that how you want yeah, to do it. Yeah, let's
3: run let's run down the card.
2: All right, so all right, so the, the card the card was: Tim Horner and Nelson Royal beat Don and Rocky Carnotal. Hector Guerrero and Baron von Rashke beat Shashka Watley. Pistol Pez Watley he turned on uh, Jimmy Valiant the Barbarian. Wahoo McDaniel defeated Rick Rude in the Indian Strap match. Jimmy Valiant, the Boogie Woogie Man, with with Big Mama, defeated Paul Jones in a hair versus hair match with Manny Fernandez locked in a cage. Tully Blanchard defeated Dusty Rhodes in a first blood match to win the the NWA Television Championship. Good match, very good fucking match. Yeah, what do you have notes on any other match, or you had just notes on the on the on the match? You I just that? have
3: uh, notes on uh, leading up to the, the big match.
2: Perfect. So you, then I'll give you the floor in a minute. The Rock and Roll Express defended and defeated, um, well, they defended the World Tag Team Championships against Olean Anderson in a steel cage. Brad Armstrong fought Jimmy Garvin with Precious to a Draw. Crusher Khrushchev, you know him better as Barry Darso, a.k.a. Demolition Smash, a.k.a. the, the Repo Man. <laughs> and Ivan Koloff, um defeated Bobby Jackers and Dutch Mantel. They were the, the Kansas Jayhawks, I believe that's the name, in a no DQ match to retain the NWA U.S. Tag Team titles. Sam Houston uh, retained the NWA Central States Championship. He defeated superstar Bill Dundee by disqualification. Big Bubba Rogers, a.k.a. Ray Trailer, a.k.a. The Big Boss Man with Jimmy Cornette, defeated Ronnie Garvin in a street fight. And the world heavyweight wrestling champion, the greatest wrestler alive, Slick Rick, the Nature Boy, um... Uh, he wrestled Nikita Kolov, who was the U.S. champion, to a double disqualification. Now, Magnum T.A. was supposed to fight, but you know what happened to Magnum T.A., right? He got into a car accident, and he was temporarily yep. paralyzed. So, um, and we'll talk about Jimmy Cornet in a second. So, the match we're talking about tonight is the Skyscrapers match. The scaffold match, if you will. The row Warriors, the, Hawk and Animal, with Precious Paul. The
3: Night of the Skywalkers, if you sc- will.
2: If you will. Then I, 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 invented, I, I invented all these matches, by the way. I called Climbed that Bill. I told him, I said, I want something that you can climb on and get hurt. That's what I need. I need something that you can almost risk your life with so we can give these fans the good money for their $10 ticket. Anyway, the row Warriors, the greatest tag team of all time, with Hawk and Animal and the Precious One, Paul Ellering, against the original Midnight Express. No, I'm sorry. The second coming of the uh, second incarnation in the Midnight Express, right? So that's pretty much it. No, this is the no. It was the first one. It was the with Dennis Condry. and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're the first one. Yeah, I'm bugging out today. All right, so let's hear your let's hear your notes. What do you have? Tell me what tell me what you got. Uh, I saw I saw your fucking chicken scratch.
3: It leads off with the road warriors on the scaffold at the construction site with Paul Ellery, with well, the pumpkins. You want me to play that?
2: Sure. You want you want to hear it? Okay. Yeah. Why All not? Right. Why not? Right? Why not? Let's fucking play it. Hold on a second. Let's play it, shall we? Do I have it? I should have it. Hold on. I just had it, actually. No, that's not it. No, that's not it. Hold on. No. 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 That's not it. Hold on a second. I'm here. I just... No, it's the scaffold match itself. No. Here we go. Uh, Let's see, let's see, let's see. No, no, no. That's when they jumped them. Hold on, I'm just trying to... Roll warriors. Scaffold. My, my computer's a little frozen here. So get it. Yeah. Hold on a minute. Yeah, here it is. Okay, here we go. Can hey,
1: Cornet, Midnight Express! Take a look! This is what you got to look forward to! Nighting the Skywalkers! Hey, we've had our brothers up here teaching us how to land on these Skywalkers! How to balance and how to keep up! One thing you two lazy morons haven't learned to do yet! Hey brother, what happens when you fall off one of these well, scaffolds? will show you, you what happened? You people out there, you take a look, and especially you, Midnight Express, what you hit you a bank, on your animal. what I say? That says lover boy! <laughs> Dennis, go, Dennis! I'm gonna show you what happens when you fall off a scaffolding!
2: So, what is he doing, Richie? Hey. What is he doing right now? He's throwing a pumpkin because off the scaffolding? the pumpkin, hair one, hair one of the guys'
3: names on this it. I forgot Bobby, which one was the first beautiful one. Bobby!
1: Bobby. You what your head's gonna do when it hits the ground!
2: <laughs> I believe it was world. Men, uh, big men's
1: world. Was it now Davey? You're coming out the way first? at the top. Yeah. The top with a scaffold. The mess with the warriors. mess with the best. And you're going to go down. But it's a lot longer way down than it ever used to be before. 30 some feet. I hope you're ready. We're balancing up here just fine. I express person. You lit a fire under my butt that I ever had. Nobody's ever hit me a back on a major line TV before, and you did it. You're going down. That pumpkin is like your hands. We tried to get something that
3: looked just like your two small hands, and that pumpkins are what we found. Minute Express, car You're done. You know it was a weekend. There was no construction going on. <laughs>
2: I, did you see they were wearing, like, fucking jeans and construction boots and, like, Tim's, like, you know? This, this is before Tim's were a thing, you know? That was like,
3: a promo, though, you know, by both of them.
2: I got Jim Cornette's promo. Well, Jim, they, you know why they did that, right? Because Jim Cornette laid them out. The the, the, the Midnight Express laid them out. Here you go. Can you hear it? Yeah. fucking knee drops animal in the back of the neck welcome to this
0: week's edition of the Louisville Slugger and what you just saw was the downfall of the road wars now mama's bought this time for me every week to come out here and tell you how great my men are and how great that I am but I think that in this case that tape speaks louder than words because road wars precious Paul Ellering you have never before been beaten up you have never before been hurt you had never before been put out of professional wrestling by any team by any five or six guys on the street But what happened? I'll tell you, that tape doesn't tell the whole story. Because right before that, I'd been doing an interview, I'd been minding my own business, and Precious Paul Ellery came out and stuck his cowardly yellow stinking nose in my face and then slapped me. I was defenseless. I was out there all by myself, and he and his big apes come out So what did I do? I went back and I got my man and precious Paul Ellering, you ain't been seen since. Road Wars, you ain't been seen since. Nobody's heard from you, nobody knows where you are, and nobody ever wants to see you again because you're back here somewhere in the streets, in the tenements, in the slums of Chicago. Paul Ellering, you know what you're reading instead of the Wall Street Journal? The classified section looking for work because you're unemployed because your boys are either laid up in a hospital somewhere or they're laying out in the slum, in the alley, in the gutter, with a whiskey bottle in their back pocket broke, penniless, and yeah. disgusted with life. They're out of professional wrestling, gold, man, and they will never, true, yep. ever right? get in a ring again, especially with two men like this, the Midnight Express, who are now the most fearsome tag team in professional wrestling history, and who have no equal, the men who hurt the road warriors and put them out.
2: <laughs> there you go. That was gold. Fini- right? Finishing notes. Gold. Finishing notes, sir. I'm sorry. I-, I just had those clips. I figured you were... Uh...
3: You played both of them side by side. That was both of the things I was gonna mention. Okay. Um I guess November the last the last uh, promo before the big match. Uh, Jim Jib is in the ring and he's with the Midnight Express and he's looking up at the scaffold. You know, and he's doing his whole shtick. He's telling the Rogue Warriors what, what the Midnight Express is gonna to do to them and uh, Big Bubba's down with him. Of course, and uh, he said, "Mama paid for this ring. (laughs) Mama paid for everything. You know, like it it was just going on in there." Um, All in all, from what what my take was, it was a perfect
2: build-up to a perfect match. You mean the training? Uh, You you talk about the training thing, right? You talking about? Yeah, yeah. It's vacation. Shut up! Anything can. No, hold on a second.
3: Just a. Build up the way things were back then. All if right. they could only do that today. All right.
2: Let's see.
0: Look, quit whining, okay? Just quit whining. Because <laughs> Mama, paid, Mama paid for this scaffold. She paid for this film crew, all these people to be here. Don't make me look like an idiot in front of all these people. No, and that's the biggest match no, no, no. of all time. We got to be ready. Now you're going to get up there. Just quit whining, okay? Dennis, look out here. Now the camera's over here. Okay. Tell me when you're ready. Okay. How do you train for a scaffold match? The night of the Skywalker Stark 86, well, if you're a coronet, you have your mother buy a scaffold, and then you have them set it up, and you have a film crew come down, because I did what every red-blooded American boy would do in faced with tragedy. I called my mother, and she <laughs> answered the problem right here, and right now, you people are going to see it, Stark 86, sure, it looks high, because it is high. It's 25 feet in the air, but that makes no difference, because these men are fearless. Now, get up there, and I want you to work out some strategy. Work out some, no, you, right now, right now, Bob, get, climb, Bobby, I don't up Bobby. you don't want to go up there, <laughs> come on, for me, yeah, climb bro, the scaffold, climb the scaffold, don't worry about it, climb the scaffold, okay, now you see that Bobby, the Midnight Express, the greatest tag team in professional wrestling, climbing the scaffold right now, preparing for Starcade 86, the night of the Skywalkers, Road Wars, you may have thought about this match, you may have dreamed it up, you may have tried to swaggle us, but in the end, you're going to get hornswoggle, Dennis, Dennis, on up, on up, go ahead, Bobby quit whining, quit whining, <laughs> Bob get up there, I don't care, get up, no look, It'll, trust me, have I ever lied to you, have I ever lied to you, remember <laughs> all the things I've done for you, Bob, I've done some things for you I didn't want to do, now get up there, it, that, That's. <laughs> keep going, you're almost there, come on guys, I'm telling you, it's going to be the greatest thing in professional wrestling, the road wars are going to be finished once and for all, because my Midnight Express are going to have a game plan, they're going to have strategy, they're going to be set and ready, and if Bobby, get up there now, don't make me yell at you. Get up there! You're making me look like an idiot in front of all these people. What's the matter with you? You the d- arena, but keep going, Dennis. Stand up! Those
3: people.
0: For <laughs> heaven's sake, quit! You're whining like an old woman. Bobby, get up there! Come on! Do you want me to look dumb in front of all these people? It's safe, I promise you. Look here. See? Uh, Bobby, stand up, Dennis. Stand up! They're not going to wrestle you on their knees. It's going to be a fight. Don't hold on to the rail. Stand up. Balance yourself. Y'all are the highest flying team in professional wrestling. Act like it. Dude. Don't you realize the road warriors are not going to fight you on their knees. It's going to be a fight. There's going to be pandemonium. Anything's legal. Anything they can tote up on that scaffold. Anything we can carry up. You can use it. It don't matter. It's going to be great, but you got to have a game plan. you got to have a strategy. Look here. Bubba's not scared. I'm not scared. Do I look Could scared to you? should I climb in it? All right, now, see what was I telling you all along? I just walk across there a couple of times get the feel of it. Ain't nothing to it at all. You see Dennis trying to balance Holy himself? Holy mackerel, you make all this big commotion and everything. Like, see there? Right, look at Dennis Conjuring trying nothing. to balance Bobby, Bobby, himself. Bobby, watch it. Wait a minute. By Dennis, now Bobby, boy, so Bobby, Bobby gets Bobby, on his knees.
3: Get, bo- at one point, I know down. how far it is, They're both, Bobby, both laying but down, but down right now, yes. You
0: fighting them. You gotta throw them off. You gotta knock them down. You gotta be fired up here. Hold this, Bubba. Come on, Bubba. <laughs> oh, please. Go up there and help them. It's driving me crazy. Whining like an old woman, Bobby. <laughs> Watch out, it's shaking. Don't fall. Don't fall, now, Bubba, he says. Go around the middle and show them what it's like. Show them what it's like when the road wars are up there. Bubba's going slow. Now, guys, you've got to have a game plan and a strategy like I said. Now, you go out there and you fool around with that thing for a minute and you figure out how you're going to knock the road wars off. We'll, we'll get rid of the road wars once and for all. Yes, I care about you guys. Look, I'm not scared. Now, I care about you guys. I really do. You know how much I love you, Bobby. Bobby, stand up. Wait a minute, I'm looking. Hold on. Let me.
2: Game plan is not to fall. (laughs) That is the the hat. I mean, we'll talk about that in a second. He's he's closing his eyes, climbing it. I'm scared. I'm scared, he says. He gets up and he's hugging it. He's exactly it. If I don't know how many, how much research you did do, but if you look, there's a couple of shoot interviews with Cornette, like, booking the territories, and I think he does on on his podcast, how he talks about training for it and shit. The Role Warriors, Animal talks about it in length in a couple of his shoot, shoot interviews. How the fucking thing's only, like, two feet wide or whatever the hell it is or whatever. I mean, there's not much give on these things. That's crazy, man. They're not made to fucking wrestle on, man. Do
3: you remember when we watched it the first time?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I remember it. To and we that. were younger when we watched it, so we were like, oh, my God. Well, this was 86, so I was like, I was 12, hell? you were 11. Yeah, but we didn't get it until the next year. We didn't get that, that tape until the next year, though, I think. I think, I don't know. I, I remember getting the tape. I just, I it just, for me, it was, you know, you, our parents were always fucking renting videos, like, every week. That's what, they, we, that's what we did, right? Because it was a big deal. Yep. The thing was, it was, Rent two, get one free. Rent three, rent one free. We always get the free one because, you know. They was
3: wanted to watch the movies.
2: Yeah, and but they, what do you call it? Like, that was the deal. Like, you know, you, we get these and you get whatever you want. And then, like, like I know Flash video, they would throw my mom, like, shit all the time on Fresh Pond Road because she rented from you know, all the time. And then there was a Captain video. There's a, there was a bunch of them. But you know, Captain the more video. the more you rent, the more they gave you. So it's like, you know. Then at one point they were selling tapes and I was like, oh. I bought the fucking um I didn't buy that turner tape. I bought the um the Ringmasters tape. The the red one. Uh, I still mm-hmm. I still have it in storage. Um Wow But Yeah, this match was insane. Get into your notes, man. What do you what else do you have? Do you have anything else? Um
3: it was the last, the, the last uh, promo of Jim Cornette and Midnight Express, uh, and Bubba's in the ring. They're talking into the camera and they're saying uh, how they're going to get the job done. They're going to take out the Road Warriors. Then Paul Ellery comes out.
2: Do you have the date? Do you have the date? The Do you have the date on it?
3: Uh, November twenty okay. second, nineteen
2: eighty six. Okay, keep going. Keep talking.
3: Uh, Paul comes out and he talks about how far the fall will be from the height down to the ring. Yep. And uh, uh, he tells Bobby and and David, Dennis. I mean, we have we have a great fall, you know, to to the to the ring, and how much damage the road warrior is going to cause to them.
2: You want to hear it? If they fall, sure. Of course, you do. Let's let's play it, shall we? Wait till this. That's fucking... the last thing I have written down here. All right, and then we'll play a little bit of the match, and then we'll talk about Ooh, it, and then that was my tablet. That was your tablet. That's Tully yeah. Blanchett beats up on a jobber. We'll get into that in a second. There we go. It is Jimmy Cornet. I love fucking Tully Blanchard. Yes, baby.
0: I know the fans. Shut up! Wait a minute. They're (laughs) saying pumpkin here. We we should acknowledge that. Pumpkin
2: Pumpkin head
0: all over the country because of what the road warriors did throwing pumpkins around saying that they're going to throw the Midnight Express off that scaffold just like pumpkins. Well, let me tell you something, Starcade 86 is going to be a big night for all of my men. Bubba Rogers hes going to break Ronnie Garvin in little pieces and then night of the Skywalkers 25 feet up in the air on that scaffold. Road warriors, I'm going to tell you this right now. You take the former tag team champions of the world, you take two guys that weigh 300 pounds a piece and can bench press 600 and you put them up 25 feet in the air on a scaffold a few feet wide. You tell them that they gotta have a fight, that two can come down by the ladder, but that two gotta come down the hard way, and you tell them to work it out amongst themselves. That's exactly what's taking place. To win this match, you gotta knock both your opponents off the scaffold down to the ring or to the floor, and it don't matter how you do it or how you get it done. Let me tell you something, Road Wars, and I'm gonna be dead serious for this. You look in my eyes right here. The men express value their careers and their lives very highly. And so do I, and so does Big Bubba Rogers. And I'm going to guarantee you this, Ellering, and you tell your men, because Ellering, you seem to be the only one with any sense. Whatever it takes, whatever we have to do, we're going to get the job done, brother. These men are going to be the ones using the ladders. You're going to be the ones to hit that floor. Let me ask Bobby Eaton what he thinks about going up on the scaffold. Ask don't me nothing. Don't worry about it. 30 feet in the <laughs> air. Be up there, and he's going to get the job done.
2: He said, don't ask me nothing. Yo, before I get into anything else, did Matt Squires put my fucking face on Ronnie Garvin today? It's gold, man. I want to be done like that. You man. want to, you, you wanna be rubbish Ronnie Ray? Is that what you want to be?
3: Hey, I wanna I wanna have a figure like that, man. He he's gold with those things, man. This I, I look forward guy. to them Friday.
2: This fucking guy puts my face on that. I didn't tell anybody you were coming on today, so this is like a treat for everybody when they listen to it. Oh, that's awesome. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, alright. So, um, that so to, so what? Cuz was saying about that that this is the final um edition of w, uh, World Championship Wrestling before the um the Starrcade event. Um, you said the Road Warriors are on here too, right? I believe so. Okay, one second.
3: Paul Eller really comes out and does his his spiel too. And
2: Paul Jones. And I think it's the Road Warriors together. The Four Horsemen. Let's see Baron von Raske. Um, they're not on here. So, all right. Either way, you Maybe get, that was just funny. Yeah, you the get. You, you get. You get the idea. You get the idea. So this this was the match. I have about two minutes and thirty minutes. Two minutes and thirty seconds of it, I should say, of um of the match itself, like in really good good quality. Instead of playing it back, because the network fucking cuts a lot of it out and whatever because of copyrights and stuff like that. But again, this wasn't for titles. This wasn't for any championship. This wasn't for. This was just the road warriors being laid out, and you never saw that. Nope. You nope. never saw that. And you know, you made a good point of Ellering and, and Cornette. You had guys. I mean, all these. I mean, you you, you're, you hardly heard Bobby Eaton talk at all. Stanley. None of the Dennis Connery, None of those guys they didn't have to. They had Cornette. The nope. road warriors didn't need Ellering, but they. They they needed him, but they didn't need him because they could talk, and then they would just tell him Paul, and Paul would be like, you know, he would put the, he was the the man, he was wise with the wisdom, you know what I'm saying? He um, added
3: the spice to the promo. Correct,
2: correct, very good, very good point, cousin, very good point. Um, let me ask you something. Have you? When's the last time you saw this match? That, that could you thought of it. So I said pick up throwback, and you picked this. When was the last time you I saw watched this? it? I watched it, like, I think it was last month, and I was starting to watch it today. So you, and, was this the first time you've seen it in tw- 30 uh, years, or you, or you watched it a few times already? You watched it a lot of I've
3: times. watched it a few times already, yeah. Right. It's one of my favorite matches,
2: if I had to put it down. You know I'm all about the gimmick, especially the cage, right? So, for me, it stands out as, when we were kids, we were like, holy shit, they're on a scaffold. Now we're old men, and we're like, "Holy shit, they're gonna kill themselves!" We didn't know they could have killed themselves because we were kids, right? Oh yeah. So, what, what, how, how, how different do you see it from then to now? Like, what's your, you know, what's your, um, your take on it in terms of of creativity or comparing it to gimmicks then to now, like that that kind of shit. Um.
3: As far as now, my reaction, knowing how 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 much of a good match it was, my experience when I first seen it was, you know, it was definitely shock and awe when we were kids. But now seeing seeing it again after so many years and seeing how high they really were, and would they do something like that in today's era? I don't know. But it brought back so many memories, you know what I mean? Seeing that match, and like you said, never seeing our two favorite, you know, our favorite tag team being taken out the way they were, as they were that night. It was like, you know, like an oh my God moment. I agree. And you were thinking, is somebody going to fall off? Somebody going to go through the ring?
2: You know, is Cornette going to go crashing down? Right, and he did. And we'll get into that in a second. Um, I just like the perspective that it that it had, you know, um, that these guys were willing to do that for the sake of entertainment, because that'll never happen now. You know, everything is safe now. If they they want you to think it's dangerous, like when when they brought the war games back, you know, the, the, the cage is my favorite. Like I said before, when they bring stuff back, it's like okay, it's it's safe unless they're doing it in Japan where it's they they've or you know, Game Changer or CZW where they really fucking, they use fluorescent lights and light bulbs and they cut each other up and shit like that. Um, But with the mainstream shit, you know, they want to make you believe that it's dangerous, but like the Elimination Chamber, Elimination Chamber, you know, the cage matches now aren't dangerous. It's just, they just want you to make you believe it's dangerous because they're, oh my God, they're in a cage. Ah!" You know, uh, they're in a pod. You know, it's fucking plexiglass. When we were
3: younger, we were like
2: this. Yeah. You
3: didn't want to look away from it, but you didn't want to watch them see somebody fall and really I mean, get hurt. Right.
2: Remember the old promos? They, they would put the, the cage in the promo. You'd be like, and and you see, like, the horse in behind the cage. Like, we're coming to Cincinnati. I'm like, oh, my God. They're going to do that in Cincinnati. Why did they wanted to do that here in fucking Madison Square Garden? I didn't know that Vince had a lock on You know? But you were like, holy shit. Like, you know? And for me, it's it's everything, man. For me, it's life. It's it's. It was the only form of entertainment that I got that I that I never got sick of. And it was, for me, it was just like bigger than anything you can do. You know, like, I, you know, I love my sports and I love my hockey and baseball and all that. But, like, these guys were bigger than life. The Road Warriors were bigger than everything. It was like, you know, oh, yeah. I love Dusty, I love the Horsemen, I love Flair. But the Roe Warriors were everything you wanted in that fucking spectrum that they were the shit they they, they looked apart, the they sounded the part they didn't they, they didn't fray from it sadly they didn't change their moveset much but you know you understand why um it, for me it was everything for us it so was a every-
3: complete package you know what i
2: mean right correct for us it was it for us it was everything for us for you and i it was F for everything I mean, other
3: than them coming out in the beginning looking like the
2: Village People, but. Now they look like the Village People, you know, but it was like, you know, you get the story, like, well, Hawk shaved his head like that so he could fit animals with Mohawk. I was like, what? (laughs) Like, you but you, and you hear the stories, like these shooting interviews, you're like, holy shit. And then when the WWE put out the, the documentary, you're like, man, like, just. Your bat- stuff blows my mind now. Yeah, right. And it's like, wow, yeah. you know. But there was a reason why this. There's several reasons why this worked, right? Because a, it was Paul Ellering and Jim Cornette. Let's be honest here, right? That's one. Definitely. Two. Everybody that was in, involved in the match can work. Oh, definitely. Right, and especially Dennis and 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 Bobby, who had just won the World Tag Team Titles and they lost them. And this was the tail end of Conjury because he goes, he leaves like mysteriously. He had a family issue with some shit. He bounced and they brought uh, then they brought Stan Lane in from from the fucking the fabulous ones with him and Steve Kern. So Stan Lane was already an established tag team wrestler and they just kept riding that train. They, they, be, they became world tag team champions again. They became U.S. tag team champions again. My point is though, everybody in the ring can work. So I don't think it would have worked any other way. If there was other people involved in this
3: Oh no I, I don't think it would have been able to work If they weren't involved in it Just done it in general
2: You remember the shitty one from 1991 With Steve Austin and PN News And fucking Yeah yeah, That didn't work. Another
3: Another thing people don't realize today Is that scaffolding they used Wasn't like Safe scaffolding Like they use If they do a match today
2: Right, they did. They took it from a construction site. They didn't. They didn't build it in a warehouse and flatten in, in the at the performance center. Yeah. Right.
3: Correct. Correct. You're right. Did So they didn't know what they were getting into once they got on top of it. Yeah, that
2: wasn't professionally built.
3: They took it from a construction site down the block.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so it's like
3: and anything could have happened. They could have all fell.
2: That's a that's an amazing point. That's a great point, dude. That would that, you know. That, for me, again, that was like, wow. And you you don't—we're not thinking about that back then when we were kids. No. We just want to see the Midnight Express get beat up for laying out our boys, right? All right. Let's get into—I got about—I got a good two minutes of this really, really fun shit. We'll get into this right now. Let's play it. I'm glad you can hear it, though, right? Yeah, I can hear it. All right, perfect.
0: This is the night of the Skywalkers. To win the match, you must throw both of your opponents off of the scaffold.
2: I don't know if you, I don't know if you remember this, but they're, as they're announcing everybody, Dennis Condry is pacing, looking like he's like he's a nervous dad waiting for his kid to be delivered. Oh, he's
3: about to <laughs> shit himself.
2: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh my.
0: this one Tony not one but both men must go off the scaffold Bobby almost went that time
2: get boat, like hanging on, the Royal Warriors have no, no. They just it's beating them up.
3: Hanging there.
0: You get a good look at just how far down it is. Twenty-five feet. Conjure, wait, wait. You got powder. Lee, didn't you? He sounds a lot more confident than he did about five minutes ago. You should have known,
2: have a plan. You know, uh-oh. Oh my goodness, Hawk. Hawk almost falls.
3: Hawk may be going off.
2: Yep. Didn't the Hawk have a broken angle on that match? He sure did. Um before I play the the Best part of this whole match. Um, uh, yes, I think that was in the segue. Hawk did have a broken ankle and he, and he just, they didn't care. He, like just tape it up and I'm like,
3: again, back in the day, again,
2: man. something they wouldn't do now. Guys get hurt, sorry, can't do it, and rightfully so. Like, you know, it was, it In-grown was. Ingrown like, toenail, they can't fight. Right. It's just like, you know, the football players, I have turf toe, I can't play. Yeah, you. Wipe your vag so toe Wipe your fucking vag and, and let's get Let's keep it moving Hot Chops Alright So what happens next Cousin What ha- what t- t- tell, tell Tell A listening audience The best part Of this whole thing
3: The best part is When they're all Hanging from the uh, Scaffold At the same time Beating the hell Out of each other Right and They're well In the way On each other And holding on At the same time I don't know how They all didn't fall
2: <laughs> Right, exactly. Exactly. The, but, so, right, so, and then after the, like, I guess around the time everything happens, Ellerin gets on top, Cornette goes to, then now Cornette's on top. And, oh. and this is, this gets interesting. Here we go. <laughs> Cornette now rolls over to escape Animal. Look at Cornette. Look! <laughs> He's swinging. And boom, Bubba was supposed to catch him. Bubba was supposed to catch him, and he he fell and blew out both his knees.
3: Yeah, yeah, and he was basically
2: crawling. Bubba was supposed to catch him, so he got up there. Ellering grabs him on top of the scaffold, and he gets by Ellering, but fucking Animal grabs Cornette, and then Cornette basically rolls over Right, rolls over. Animal goes to push him. Ellering's like, and Cornet's like, no, 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 nay, nay. El, uh, you know, Cornette was scared for his life, l- legitimately scared for his life. He goes around. He he he, he literally rolls and grabs at the same time, and then swing, swing. And Cornette's not a big person. He's not a small person. He's he's pretty bottom heavy. He's like a, a thick, thick chick from back in the day, right? You know, big hips, small lips, right? And he fucking swing, swing he's swinging, he's swinging, he's swinging, and. I don't hear him you don't hear him yelling for Bubba but Bubba was literally under him, but like a foot back. <laughs> he was supposed oh, to man. he was supposed to catch him and he didn't catch him and he fucking blew his knees out. He hit that canvas like a stack of potatoes. Now, you would think the only now you would think one of the guys, one of the combatants would get injured for something like this. The one guy you didn't expect to get injured is the guy who gets injured, which is fucking phenomenal, right? Wow. Crazy. And there's, like I said, guys, there's a bunch of shoot interviews on this. Animal talks about it. Cornette talks about, like, there's a lot of interviews about it. WWE does, a, like, in this week on it. Like, there's a bunch of shit on it. Um, Got to tell you, man, that was just. If you haven't
3: seen this match, you got to watch it. Yeah, the whole card you is You got to watch the buildup, too. Yeah.
2: The, 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 the buildup is, like, anything from, like, October. To the end of November of uh, of eighty six on NWA Television, it's all on the network. The only thing that's edited is the um is the whatchamacallit, call the uh, the music because they can't use something like the Road Warriors used Iron Man, you know, the Midnight Express used the the chase theme from um from the from the Midnight Express movie, you know. I I know Jimmy Valiant used uh, something. Jimmy Garvin used Sharp dress Man from um uh, ZZ Top. A lot of guys use oh, copyright wow. music. Yeah, a lot of guys use copyright music. You know, um, so like you know, the Freebirds use their own music. You know, um, but it is what it is, right? They were they were the first ones to do their own theme music, right? Right, correct. Michael Hayes will. This this it, it's something I want to get into. I mean, I don't know if we did do it today, but like, but like you, um, he claims Kevin Sullivan says no, but we own Michael Hayes was the first to do it. Uh, but he didn't use their, they didn't use their their own music at that point. They didn't have it. Uh, Junkyard Dog used it in Mid South. He used oh, Queen. Oh yeah, that's right. Queen, right? And he used it in WWF as well. Before when he first came over, you know, before they started making their own music, which was smart, you know. But but um, yeah, man, like just legendary shit, man. I watched that match with R.J. Believe it or not, my son.
3: And he's like, Dad, weren't they worried about getting hurt back then? I said, they were worried about putting on the most stupendous show and giving the people what they paid for.
2: And some. Imagine being there. $10 a ticket. $10 is a big deal for for a lot of people back then, right? It didn't cost that much. Just imagine being there. Like, oh, man. I, I couldn't imagine. Like, I couldn't imagine. You know, I've seen my fair share of cage matches. Legendary cage matches that were only you know, on T V, right? And you're like, Wow. Like I would lose my mind, you know? It's like what it's like, you know, it's, it would be like watching that those first couple of um war games. You know, I have every war games on bootleg, by the way. You know, so it's like no. I got unedited. If if I'm correct, Starcade was created
3: what, in eighty three, right? Eighty three, correct.
2: The Flair for the goal. Yeah. That was Flair and Holly Race was the and that was Valentine and um and uh Piper. For the, ch- the when Piper lost his hearing in the ca- in the chain match. <laughs> oh,
3: dude! What a match! Yeah,
2: let's let's all let's go all out for that. You know, it's like you know, just don't worry about me. I'll be fine. Pounds his face in, loses his hearing. You know, um, legendary shit, man. Legendary. It's all we do here on the throwbacks. is legendary, man. We don't fucking we don't take second place for that stuff, man. It's insane. Yeah, that's
3: one of my old one of my all time
2: favorite matches.
3: You yeah, know, of course war games is another one,
2: yep absolutely absolutely fucking lootly you know the bunk stampede match the very first one absolutely the first one was uh one one of the first ones was eighty. it was in, was in our backyard we didn't even know it was the fucking Nassau Coliseum imagine yeah. imagine going we we lived fucking thirty minutes from the Coliseum no traffic on the grand central to the l i e we were thirty minutes away we missed that shit, you know. But they would do it all the time. They would run in Philly, like the WWF would run in the Spectrum on a Sunday, and then down the block at the Civic Center would be the NWA. They ran against each other a lot, you know. I I, got, I have friends who live in Philly, and they used to go to all those shows, and I'm so I'm so jealous. Like you know, I mean, my first NWA show I saw, I was blessed. I saw a title change with Sting and Flair. I was at that the one wow. the Blizzard. You had just moved away, I think, at that point. Um, was 91. Yeah, we
3: moved away in 88, Should I believe. 87, 88 was like beginning, end of 87, beginning of 88.
2: Yeah, so it was 90 and 91. Um, It was a snowstorm. I talked about it on the show a bunch of times. But Flair beat Sting for the title. And that wasn't even the main event. The main event was the, the Horseman against Doom in a cage. Street fight.
3: Another good match.
2: Right, yeah, but something that you won't see on TV, but it,
3: yeah. is, what
2: it, it is what it is. But... <clears throat> Um, you'll probably never see another scaffold match in your life. Oh no. Not no. no. They, they if
3: you do it's gonna be very uh it's gonna be much lower, of course. <laughs> and it's gonna be built professionally built from the studio. Maybe a little
2: wider, you know. They'll have the ropes on the back just in case they fall. Just a little wider. That's all. They won't they won't they won't uh they won't fuck around with that stuff, you know what I'm saying? So but good times, man, good times. Good times. Any other notes you have before we wrap it up?
3: Um, That's about it, man. I mean, like I said, uh, it's funny, though, Was watching this and and it's like every weekend deal with me. My wife knows when she comes out, she knows what I'm watching on Saturday morning. I'm watching classic wrestling and I just started watching it, and watching it, just taking all of it in and stuff like that. And like collecting the belts, like I said, every time I get a belt. From back in the day, it brings me back to that time and that place, you know, that particular match.
2: Yeah, that's wonderful. I try to um go chronologically. Like if it's if it's if it's August here, I'll watch August of NWA. You know, and I try to like because again, I didn't we didn't get all that shit. We were kids. Like we we had to watch it six months after the fact because I didn't get. I don't know if you got it down in Florida, but we we got it. I didn't. We didn't get it here. We got it that six months. You know behind and everything so I watched Dusty's win his last title when I watched it six months later in the summertime and I was like
3: yeah we got the magazines and stuff
2: to, to yeah, tell us what yeah, happened until that, we got the tapes oh yeah of course but you know it's like just that feeling of of remembering all that shit like it was just it was like I said it was bigger than anything you could watch on TV and we had a lot of great television as kids on, to, on in the 80s and all the sitcoms and the dramas and the fucking action shows and all the great Cartoons we had on Saturday mornings. I just still doesn't resonate with me as much as it does with with wrestling. It just it just it grabs. Oh yeah, well I tell you
3: what they, they they'll never be able to recreate that feeling when they did the studio promos and the promos on the stage when the wrestlers used to come out to the stage they did their promo there. There was no back in the back. They always came out front, or it was in the studio. You know, NWA they had it in front of the studio. Hody Schiavone, you know, and they did the the interviews right then and there in the studio. That was that whole vibe was like, that was like our era, and that's the way we were drawn in.
2: And it just, I think for me, sometimes the build up and the promos were way better than the matches. Not not taking nothing away from those guys because they were amazing, but like, how many times have I opened up the podcast with, with a flare or a Dusty promo and you're like. You you you're right back there. It's like you, you. I don't care. Oh yeah, it
3: takes you right there.
2: Yeah, I don't care where you where. How long it's been. You play a, a promo and you remember like like I can't. You, you all know my disdain for, for Ronnie Garvin, but like I couldn't wait until the because when he when Ronnie Garvin beat him, it was a big deal. I remember getting the newspaper oh, yeah. reading the slammer. I'm like, what the fuck happened? Like Ronnie Garvin won the belt. This is before, this is before I this before this is before I didn't like uh, Ronnie Garvin. This is when I still liked Ronnie Garvin. Um I couldn't believe it. Like you couldn't believe Flair when Flair lost, it was a big deal. When Dusty oh, lost, yeah. when a role war it was a big deal. Um But you remember the get back. You remember the well, you get the okay. flashbacks and it brings you back the like promos, you said for that yeah. moment in time. I can just remember that shit, man. Like, you know, you, you talk about anything you want about Rick Flair now, but like that that era and the Road Warriors too was like even when the WWF stuff. It was like I loved it, but it wasn't that NWA shit. It wasn't that AWA shit. Like that's another belt I want to get. By the way, I want the AWA tag team titles. <laughs> I want all the fucking the gimmicks. It's
3: on my list, man. Believe it's or on not. your
2: list. I'm sure it is. Holy shit! Not to not to change the subject,
3: but speaking of Rick Flair, the referee that did the match is a good friend of ours, uh, Dave Miller. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a real cool guy. We got him on the show like the following week, and we got his take on the match. I hope they don't take his minute away from him.
2: He ref what match? That
3: man. He did the final count for Ric Flair's last match.
2: Oh yes. Okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. All
3: right. Well, we got video. Uh, a friend of ours was in the audience, and when he come running down, everybody's yelling, "It's Earl Hefner." It's fucked
2: up. So Dave, was, we
3: call him Super Dave.
2: Super Dave, likes <laughs> oh, it's funny. So you, that's your that's your buddy. Then he was uh, he ref that match.
3: Yeah. yeah, he's got an awesome collection as well, man. They call him Pond Water Dave. The nickname they gave him.
2: The only pond we have. Was, the only pond that we he knows. Had. He knows uh, Ric Flair's son-in-law. He's good friends with him. Oh Christ, who Conrad? Yep, that fucking clown. He's got a nice belt collection too. That scumbag. Oh, you talking about collection? Oh yeah. He's got like real belts though. He's got like he's got no. He's got ring worn shit like that fucking clown. He's Mist- got the legit. Uh, the legit yeah, stuff, Phil, man. you want to come on? Uh, you want to come on Starcast? Pay three hundred dollars? No, Conrad, eat a bag of fried dicks. So, oh man, sorry, sorry, pal. But yeah, no, seriously. Um, it's that. It, I knew, and I was gonna when you when you picked it. I was like, I didn't really have to do much. I had I had all this shit anyway. Um, the clips I had on, the, I saved them on uh, the YouTube channel that we have. But um, yeah, it, this the, all this stuff is actual, all accessible on online. Go watch it, have some fun, and uh, you get to relive some of our childhood because that's what was big back then. That was everything to us. You know, 86, 87, 88, you know. For me, it was just it was just waiting for it, just waiting to see it. Then as an adult trying to get it all back on tape, on DVDs, and fucking everything else, it's yep. like tape training. Remember, it
3: all started out NWA, and then it went over to WCW, yeah. and then from there it just took off.
2: Right. And it like but, skyrocket. Right. And the transition was 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 major because a lot of that stuff was regional and they still had territories back then and territories still had TV. Like Vern still had T V. He was trying to hold on to his shit and it got closed up with you know, they all you know, they basically all fell, you know. Once they realized that all that guys were picked going to Vince, you know, it was like, whatever it is, but
3: I mean, I just started getting into Mid-South and all that now as I'm going along. I'm going further and further. I haven't ventured into the UWF yet. But uh,
2: Interesting stuff, yeah. That's fun. Yeah, Cause, man. Because the, the UWF, when you start watching the Crockett's from 88 to 89, you see the UWF guys on there. You'll see Dr. Death and, you know, all those guys. Kevin Sullivan comes in, Mike Rotundo. You know, Mid-South, you got Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert. They brought Sting in, Rick Steiner. Like all those guys, like Terry Taylor, they unified the fucking TV title with Nikita at the at one of the next pay per views. So it's like that stuff's really imp- historically it's important, you know. So what are you gonna do?
3: And then the feud with the what was it, Midnight Express and the Von Erichs? That was a good
2: one. No, the Freebirds and the Midnight Express. Uh, the Freebirds, yeah, the Freebirds. Free birds. The, 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 the you talk the rock, the, yeah, the rock and roll in the Midnight's in mid South. You had the sheep herders and the Fantastics, and that bled over to Crockett too. Because the Sheep Herders had a little bit of a run there, but they didn't do much. Um, but the Fantastics, did; they, they became U.S. Tag Team Champions, and they picked up with the Midnights. When the Rock and Roll weren't doing that much, so it's like... Wrestling gold right yeah, there, Yeah, it's man. all wrestling gold, man. It's all wrestling gold. Um, so, man, thank you very much for tagging in, the, doing the hot tag today. I appreciate you. Um an honor and a pleasure, man. You're always welcome back. Uh, I'm sure I'll be, I'll be tagging into you a little more. Depending on how this goes, the next couple of months with these two J J-Brones not doing, you know, not being around. Um, but yes, thank you very much, and we'll, this will be uh, available to everybody in a little while for download. And um, that's pretty. Any any closing thoughts, cousin? Anything else? You I don't want know? What are do you doing? What are do? to... do you doing? What's that? What were you gonna say? No, okay go you gotta finish. Um, it's it's an
3: honor, pleasure, man, and you know this is like. Memories are coming back. Just sitting here talking about it, you know what I mean. I see us sitting in front of the TV, just watching this match.
2: Yeah, you know what I mean. Absolutely, it just brings back. Because I mean, I like the fact that you were around for a little bit of this. You know what I'm saying? That you you were still in the neighborhood for a little bit of this shit. So it's like, for me, it's everything. Because I, it's, I, I, I'm all about nostalgia. You know, I I don't really live in the past, thank God. But I I basically hold on to it so I can. You know, to keep me to keep me sane, to keep me happy because um a lot of things currently don't make me happy. <laughs> at now, all. I don't know,
3: like you with Mikey. I always tell my son, you should watch some of the old stuff with me. If you if you like some of the new stuff. I mean he's not hardcore into it, he'll watch it if I'm watching it.
2: But and I'll it, watch some of the old stuff and he's like, Dad, this is more real than the new stuff. I thought I told you the story when I first moved out here. He was just he just turned three. When he, I moved out here in October. He turned three that June, right? So when I moved out here, we had a fucking one bedroom apartment. His his bedroom was basically a closet, a giant closet, right? And I remember like the f- like that the first weekend I was there, I had ordered um we had gotten cable and I ordered the WWF on demand because they didn't have it available where I was living in Queens. So I, had, I had moved back to Queens when I moved to Brooklyn. I came back to Queens and I moved out. Then I moved out to Staten Island. So I remember ordering it and getting letting her know. Listen, we just the cable and whatever. I showed all the channels and shit because she was really she wasn't very um, she wasn't very fundamentally with the cable. She didn't, she wasn't good with the electronics. She was, in all sincerity, Michael's mother said to me. She's like, "Listen, I love the fact that you love wrestling, and I love that you're really into it. I you know I watch some of it too once in a while. You know." Um, but I don't want Michael exposed to it. Okay. Fine. You know, I was like, and I was, I didn't really, I just, I, I was taken back. I'm like, all right, well, that's, okay. So I, I don't know if I want him seeing all that stuff and you get the violence. And she's very hippie. She's very, she's very, she's a dirty hippie, you know? So a couple of weeks go by. Now it's getting, you know, now, I'm sorry, a couple months go by. And um, he was in preschool. And uh, I had the one day off a week. And I was picking him up from school, or whatever. And uh, he went to his dad's house for the weekend. And his dad's a big wrestling fan. Big Mike's a huge wrestling fan. Um, come to find out. <laughs> and Michael comes home. He's like, guess what I did this week? He was on vacation. So like, what'd you do, buddy? He's like, I watched Monday Night Raw with Daddy. Da- Gloves were off. Yep. For the next six months, he sat in front of that TV I showed him every Piper's Pit, every SummerSlam, every WrestleMania. He watched the Summer of Punk, the the Ring of Honor run. Wow. He watched watched War Games, the first two. He watched uh, anything that had Samoa Joe in it. Uh, He loved Samoa Joe. He loved CM Punk. He loved John Cena, and he loved uh, all those guys. He loved Edge. I just kept feeding him shit every fucking day. He'd sit in front of the TV with with food or with toys, and he would fucking. So then he to this day now he's, you know, he's an expert because of me, and I and I take solace in that, you know, because and and he's good with calling it out like we do. Like he can do it. Like there and you've heard him be on the podcast. He's you know oh, yeah. he, he, he you, he's
3: you got that good thing man with him with him when, when he got into it, it was no yeah. wasn't so much into it but like i said he'll watch it if i'm watching it yeah. that's the type of deal
2: i mean if anything we have that you know oh yeah i didn't have that with my dad like your dad was into it like your dad watched oh, it with oh, you yeah. right my dad yep. was not my, that's the the one thing my dad would say to me like you still watch that like yeah dad i still watch it like he didn't get it. He didn't knock me for it, but he just didn't get it. I I didn't have that with my dad. So, he's And yeah,
3: my got, dad used to go, "You want you getting the pay-per-view tonight? I'll come over for a little bit." You know, dad, he just wanted to get out of the house. Just to get out of the house. He'd walk
2: over and he will sit down and watch it. Right, right, cuz he, he liked it. Um, but my dad not so much, you know. My mom's uh my mom's a couple of my mom's husbands were into it, so I like, I mean, I, but I didn't really hang out with them that much to watch it. But they watched it. Like my step, my my one step Kevin, he got into it. I got him at the, I took him to ECW when they came to the Elks Lodge and Lost Battalion Hall, and he he loved it. And he was watching it on MSG. I got him hooked. But I was working it. I used to be a bouncer, so I'd bounce in the club. So it would be on one o'clock in the morning. I come home at like four o'clock in the morning, and I have it on videotape. You know, so you know, that would be like what I watched before I went to bed.
3: Yeah. So it is what it
2: is. I mean, I had that with him, and I feel like that's what we have. Like you know, like I when I go to we go to events now, when we um. You know, he'll text me with just random shit, like just stuff that observations. And I'm like, just rant, like real random shit, like, you know, like, what are you watching right now? And he'll tell me, I'm like, oh, okay. And then it gives you a background of what's going on. So it, it kind of puts a, you know, put everything into perspective for me. And the only thing I've done right since I've been out here was him in the fucking podcast. <laughs> just, hey, I got, I they're got. The, they're but,
3: the thing that keeps us going, man. Yeah. This, you know what I mean? Yeah.
2: So thank you very much for hanging with me. I appreciate you. Um, and we'll do it again obviously. Um, we'll have some fun. We'll pick out some good topics because you know it's 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 great with friends it's better with family because you were there with me you saw it you saw my progression you know what I'm saying so it's like and then getting a different perspective now as an adult is, is I think the best part of it is like watching something with your different eyes that you like you saw something then like I remember like all the stuff that choppy picks out from like the 90s and stuff like that. I and in the early 2000s I was doing EMS, so I would like I watch everything but i on 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 like on tape. I had VCR and I watch it during a week, or whatever. I didn't watch everything live except for like mania maybe or SummerSlam. Yeah, so, so now when I go back from the early 2000s, I was doing like twenty years now. I didn't see this stuff in twenty years.
3: Yep, so I'll watch right, so I'm watching
2: yep. it again with, with, with rose colored eyes and I'm like, holy shit, that was fun. Mm-hmm. Do I remember it? Do I remember the, the major stuff? Yeah. But do I do I, do I just remember seeing the card? No. But I watch it. I remember it. I just watched Living Dangerously from 2000, whatever it was. The, the one of the last ones with Dusty and fucking Carino in the fucking the, the bull rope match. I mean, it wasn't great, but it was Dusty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I haven't seen it in 20 years. You know what I'm saying? So it's a, that was my yep. Saturday morning last week. So I get it. I get why you still do it. And it is, there's no, it's like, you know. The nostalgia is always there. Oh, yeah, definitely. We'll see you guys all next week. Rich, I love you. Thank you very much for hanging with me. I appreciate you very much. Um, And, uh, guys, you know know the deal. All the social media handles, the gimmicks, everything's online. Uh, Anchor FM, uh, Pro Wrestling Tees, and uh, Facebook, Instagram. That's it. Now I'm fucking with TikTok. So I have have no life. So... (laughs) bro have a good rest of your weekend i get back to work this week right so yeah
3: sunday i go back to work tomorrow we're going to UltraCon. i'm gonna get get to meet kevin nash for the first time
2: UltraCon, okay
3: yeah it's like the miniature version of comic-con i guess where is it south florida's version uh it's in west palm
2: oh where i was for grandma right over there that area yeah yeah okay
3: about okay. maybe 10 minutes away 10 from minutes where old. you were
2: yeah okay so yeah all right you're not that far away all right, brother, have fun. Take plenty of pictures, obviously, share them with us. And uh, we'll see you soon. We'll see everybody else soon. We'll be back next week with the, with the gimmicks.
3: Definitely, Cuz. Have a great weekend, man. Nice. Thanks for having me on.
2: Take a night, Gracie. Good night, Gracie.